<laughs> to everybody watching, my name is Haven Mills, aka Well Means. Yep. This is my godbrother, Dini, and Mr. Pooey Butthole, and Pikachu. Pikachu. <laughs> and so, what's up with yeah, us? Sonic, bro. Oh We're from the top oh rope. Oh my god. Yeah, today we're gonna be talking about um a bunch of different things. Um, where do you want to start? And I'm I'm ready for whatever. Yeah, like anywhere. I'm. We start somewhere. If you start a launch pad park, whatever, I'll keep going. Gotcha. I'll just, yeah. So we ate McDonald's like not too long ago. How do you feel about the the Travis Scott meal? <laughs> I feel like the the, the meal is like. I'm a huge Travis Scott fan, but I feel like. It's cool, the collaboration. I just, I don't like the fact that they continuously, they push us to Travis Scott movie that has like the quarter pound. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it should have its own box. It should. Isn't it supposed to have like its own menu? I mean, it was supposed to be, I think it was supposed to be a few items. It was supposed to be a few, a few. The leak said that obviously it showed the toy. Yeah. Which we still don't have. No. And uh, I saw like a, like a pamphlet and it showed how the burglar was made. Yeah, yeah, it was like layers, right? Yeah, but I, don't, I haven't seen anybody with that. No. I think that was for the employees only, just to know what they're doing, I guess, you know, just to make the meal. I'm not really sure, but I, I think that either way, they should have had, I think his menu, having a custom menu is cool. I suppose I heard that they haven't done that since Michael Jordan in like 1998 or something, which is crazy. That's a, that's a crazy act to follow. That's crazy. But I just feel like, you know, Travis Scott is he's doing big things he's collaborating making his work he did um Reese's last year Reese's Puffs I know he did Babe I know of course he has Nike he did Babe um so a bunch of shit like he used to do Reebok he did? yeah when he first started in 2013 14 I didn't even know that yeah that was why he says in one of the songs he says Reebok, they be sent in package, something like that. Mm. It's in my days before rodeo. I don't know. I didn't even, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I don't know though. I think he had Mac, basically had Mac collaborations. You know, all over the place. Yeah, so oh, Subi, which is, you know, the jean company, and he had a lot of different companies. Like, not companies, but, you know, brand partnerships. But I think that, you know, a lot of them usually come out uniquely him. Yeah, because he has. Full you know? creative control. Yeah. I feel like artists like him, they need to have full creative control because if not, then why am I buying your product? But I think it's also like, look at his tour. You know what I'm saying? Look at his tour. How much creative control exactly what you're talking about. And um, the documentary when he's telling all the lighting people what to do, how yeah. to put the cameras, um, pyrotechnics and everything. Like, he's, he's behind there with everything. He has his hand in every part of his show. That's why I like that show. It felt like it was really something that we're engaged in. It wasn't like we were watching him. It's we're in it. And I think that everything he does is like that. But for this, I feel like it was, you know, it's McDonald's. It's just food. So, you know what I'm saying? There's but so much you can do. You're going to put Travis Scott, dude, like pickles like that inside of You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, yo, but, you know, what, I feel like it's, it's you, they could have done more with the box. You know what I mean? Because I know they got the resources. They did the ad. You know, that was good. I love the ad. The ad was great. It was great. Like, I wanted the toy. I wanted the toy. That was why I liked the ad. I wanted, like, 
if they if they do not drop a toy within the next couple of days, I'm gonna be upset. That's a missed opportunity. Because I'm not I'm holding off on getting anything as of now because it's Saturday the twelfth, and like I I waited until I got the um, email to buy the merch, yeah. and I had two shirts in my cart, and I was like, "There's no toy." That's what it is. Yeah. But that's how it was. Like, I saw the drop stuff. I'm not saying it was whack. Because it had some cool stuff. Like, I'm not, not even going to lie. Like, we were talking about this yesterday on the phone. Like, the Nugget pillow. It's kind of... It was funny. or funny, but it's smart because people like chicken nuggets from McDonald's. That's the signature item. There's someone that's going to buy it. They already bought it. It's sold out. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I, I didn't know, know that. I didn't check. check. I just saw when it first came out. So. All, the thing, all the first drop stuff is sold out. Second stuff is still up as of it should be. I think the second drop might have been a little better in terms in terms of like the t-shirt designs with the Cactus Jack like yeah. the colorful stuff. Like I like what he did, but I think that they could have engaged you in like the meal because that's all the merch. All the merch is supposed to engage you because the whole point of the merch is you know to show off the collaboration. But there's nothing to keep from the meal. You go, you're not gonna keep the burger, like. No. Yeah, nah, so like, there's people selling the burgers for like forty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That shit is gonna be soggy as yes. fuck when it gets to you. No, it's gonna be like green when it gets to you. It's gonna look like the the black burger from SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah like the pretty patty or whatever. It's gonna like that. I was moving like this. Oh no! It's gonna growl at you when you open the box. It's gonna look like the the crabby old Mondays episode when you bite into it. It has like the green, you know. This is like that. <laughs> it's it's just like for me. I think it was a cool idea. I I saw it like this was leaked a while ago. It was already leaked a minute ago. But when they announced it, you know, first thing you think of is toy. Like at least for I think for most people. Because you think of Happy Meal, when you think of Happy Meal, you think what's the toy I'm gonna get? Yeah, because like even if they add if they have like a um they add like a, a thing in the menu, it's the Travis Scott meal or the Kanye meal or whatever. It's like, that's cool, but we can't keep anything from that. Like, you know, I can't keep the box. The box is online, which I think is stupid. I wish they would have had, like, a Happy Meal, like, situation, too, you know? Like, have a whole menu. Like you said about the menu, like, having a menu for him. Like, having some for kids and then, you know what I mean, all that stuff. Even if it was two items, it would have been like, oh, shoot, like, this is this is dope. Because, I mean, they put out a Fortnite toy of him. You know what I'm saying? Like, when that, they did the toy, you know, and they did a whole merch drop, like, three days of that, too. And, you know, it's cool merch. It's cool. But it wasn't a diverse amount of items. I like the accessories. I like the action figures and stuff. So I think that would have been better. I agree. I agree. Definitely want to see some more. If I don't get my toy in these next couple of days, I don't know. They got to have a day three. They're definitely going to have a day three. I already told you my theory. I think they're going to restock. Look, let this be the evidence. I think they're going to restock the first two drops and they're gonna drop the toy with it that's my theory I don't know this is what I think I agree I think I don't feel like they would make it a toy in a commercial and have a toy on the screens and on um, just like everywhere like in, on the merch if it wasn't gonna come out even if it doesn't look like detailed like that it, ha- it has to be a toy I, I don't believe that like even if you have to buy it I don't care like it doesn't come with it I don't care I just wanna be able to get it cause you know, since Rodeo, that's you had the I you had the, the the Travis doll on the on the monster truck. Like, where's that? Like, we, we need that. The Fortnite 
dinosaur was like the closest thing. But it was tiny. I didn't want it because I didn't want. I want something that is his likeness, and half of it is like robot, which is cool, and it also has like that other, like the one with the space stuff. Yeah. Which I thought was also cool, but I just wasn't like. It's just trying to stop. Like I want something that looks like him, so I can like have like imagine him sitting on your monitor in the corner, like Drake, like a little Drake, like that. Well, like a views, eh? Yeah, like, but it's a little Travis Scott toy. No, I think Travis Scott is one of, and I, I say this, I think he's one of the, the only person, I think, if, if someone happened to Kanye, which the day that happens, I'm going to be hurt. Yeah, that day is going to be bad, but if someone happened to Kanye, I think the only person that could follow up with him legacy-wise, and this is going to be, like, this is a hot take, because some people be like, no. But I think in terms of production, talents, merch, everything, I think Travis Scott could probably not do it exactly right, like the same, but he's the only one that I think could even have a chance. I agree. There's not, honestly, like, there's not a lot of people that see the world the way that Kanye does and the way Travis does. Because Travis is Kanye's prodigy. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he raised him up to get him to the level that he's at right now, like. Kanye opened so many doors for people. And I feel like Travis is one of those few people from, like, I guess the the Kanye influence that really took off and made his own thing. And you can see that he takes things from Kanye and his music and also, like, the way that he does things with his fashion. But he's very much himself, which is something that Kanye is very much known for. Yeah, and he makes errors, like, I think that's an important part yeah, of being an artist. That's why I think a lot of artists don't do that right. Or like a lot of artists don't even try. And that's what I think, I don't want to say bothers me, but it, it lessens the immersion. Like, I want to have that immersion. If I'm going to listen to an artist, you have artists that are like, you know, aside from those two, you know, you have artists that really immerse you in their errors, you know, like, even like Lil Uzi, which I'm not the craziest Lil Uzi fan, but I can't lie, he has errors. He has his thing. It is with the hair too. It's the hair, it's the whole look, it's the look of the album cover, it's the sound, it's the everything. And it changes, everything changes. So, you know, you listen to Al Faro, you know, Travis Scott's first mixtape. That sounds like very heavily Kid Cudi, you know, Kanye inspired. Then you hear Days Before Rodeo, and now he's going in his own direction a little bit more. You know what I mean? You still hear a little bit. Residue, but it's still like it's starting to go to that straight up his own sound. Then Rodeo is his sound, easily his sound. And then Birds in the Trap, you already know Birds in the Trap was different, different. Like he went in the trap fully. You know he had trap sounds on, you know Rodeo, but it wasn't the same because now it was full on. I don't even know what the sound I would say Rodeo is because Rodeo is so unique. It is like it has trap in it, but it's it has. His own take on trap and his own take on not trap, but like his own additions to it. And I think that's what made it dope is because it's him, but it's also mixing like other sounds and like even, you know, 90210 or something like that. That's like, that's not even a, that's not even a trap song. That's like melodic. That gives me like Tim and Paula vibes. It's, it's like, it's immersive. It sounds like, um, like, I don't know. It's just really involving. It's layered. And it has different like beat switches, and that's why Rodeo is like that. It's like very unique in that aspect. Birds in the Trap, I think, is the start of this like whole 
I think this was what brought him into where he is now. I think it was the, the door opening to like, okay, now you're here. Because after Rodeo, more people knew features and all that stuff. Yeah, and like, Goosey Bums. Yeah, and then that was it. Pick up the phone. That, those songs, they killed it. Like, those that was two it. songs themselves launched him to that point. And then when he dropped Birds, it was crazy. And then he went on tour with the Flying with the Bird. bird right? He went on Kendrick's tour. Yes. He had his own bird's eye view and then he did Kendrick's. And then that was also on top of a good album with Kendrick alone, but you know, crazy. And then and then after that, which I think everyone slept and we talked about this before, everyone slept so hard on Hunter Jack. Hunter Jack is I listened to the whole thing the other night and I think that a lot of people don't listen to it. Even it's not even a hard listen. Like it's not even a long album. It's like an hour. It's like uh, almost an hour, like maybe 45 to an hour, but even then it's like, it's not like something where oh, I gotta keep hearing this to get, like, no, like, this song's there that you catch on immediately, like, yo, this is dope. Yeah, like, the, the intro alone, like, what are you doing, like? I love that album. I'm not gonna lie, at first I was like, this is not what I expected. But the more I listened to it, because that came out in 2017, right? That was 2017, end of 2017. So that was like, it, it definitely it grew on me so quickly and it became my Christmas album like every Christmas I listen to it because I tend to listen to albums when they the seasons and stuff when yeah. Have them. yeah and I listen to certain albums when it's like their anniversary so like Astroworld anniversary gotta listen to some Astroworld songs Graduation's anniversary was yesterday and I was listening to some Graduation right so but that's one of the few albums that I will listen to the whole thing but it's like a whole mood. It's a mood that puts you in that time. Like, I know it wasn't anything crazy really even happening around that time. It was like Mario Odyssey. Like, some games, you know what I mean? Like, some little games, you know what I mean? Like, some cool stuff happening. But it puts me in, like, a winter vibe. Like, yo, this is really that time. It's going, It's like capping off what you've done this year and opening the door for what you're going to do next year. That's how it makes me feel. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it feels like the end of, right, like, going into New Year's and Christmas and all that stuff, all the holidays, like, I think Huncho Jack is such a, it also has a wide variety of sounds, like, yeah. I think it's, it's a lot of trap, but it has a lot of, like, just weird, like, where did that come from, like, I think Saint Laurent Mask and all that stuff, that's just so different, like, I think it's slept on, and I think it's because, I think it's because Birds and Trap, where that started, and then people were like, yo, like, Cause people, there's some Travis fans that don't like that album as much as like we do. Of course not. I don't, I, I don't understand that because to me, hearing Rodeo and then hearing that, like, it's not trash. It's just different. You know what I mean? It's not trash. It's not bad. It's not like it's good. Like it's a really good album. I think that, like, that's the album you can listen to fully, fully, and not have a problem. Yeah, birds. Yeah. yeah, I think birds had one of my friends put the very. Blunt. He was like, "There's no, you can't skip a song on the album," and it's facts. Like after you play the ends, I need to listen to Way right, Back, yeah. and then after Way Back, coordinate like the way that going. it just it's structured works so well. It just puts you in that mindset. And I'm like, I'm in a fuck you mindset when I listen to Birds. Yeah. Because after that first song, like, I'm not making friends. Like, I'm not making hop. I'm, what is it? What's the line? I'm making hobbies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Expeditions into unity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like after that line, I'm just like, yeah, I don't it, care about anybody. But else. even just like, for me, I think 
I think I always look at this too. Like, if an album's immersive, it has to have a good intro. If that's literally like, the gate. If you can get me within that first song, then I'm listening to your album. Cause one thing that I like that Jaden Smith does is he in Sire and Iris, the first four songs is basically one big ass song. Right. It's just with beat changes. Don't they have like blue and like pink? Yeah, so blue is on Sire and pink is on Iris. And pink is like, at first it's Willow singing and it's like melodic, it's soft, and then the beat starts to change. It picks up and then I kicks in and then Jaden comes in and, mm. and then he's going crazy. Like, it's, and then by the end of that song, it it kind of like slows down and goes into this different thing and then you're in N. And then when you go, by the time you're half done with N, you're like in another like slow song state in, in the first half of K. And then after, that's when he shaves his head because that's when the, the razor... Oh, the song. Thing. What's the song? Um, Does he have like a song where it's like, uh, where it's like it sounds like the razor? Like, that's uh... K. That's like halfway through K. You hear the razor turn on and then he samples that but at his shows, like you saw at the Tyler show, yeah. he shaves his head like he does not care. Yeah, he just went like that in the middle of the show. I was wild. I was like, yo, this dude is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> seeing that in person is like one of the best feelings. Did he do it again at the, the show? Yes. And it was even better because I was like this close. But to did you get his hair on you and you're like, ah! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I would have grabbed it. Sound that people were expecting. People wanted 
always upbeat. Ah, like it wasn't like that though. It was just more melodic. Them going around each other. Like, I mean, you take it, you know, for what you want. I think that's a gem though. Like, I think that's a gem. Like, it's definitely a gem. It's one of those things that people, if you don't like it, you don't like it. You don't have to. But it's like when you get immersed in that in that era. Like to me, that's like a mini era because that was a small project. And that really, they never really performed. Like they performed like once. And because I really would have liked to see them. Oh my like, god, that would have been a wrap. Go live would be crazy. Oh my this Chinese. side. Oh my this side. You could take some from Rodeo. You could take some from Nico songs. You could do Kelly Price. You could do all that. All White that. sand. White sand. You just find sand. Yo, like all of that. You could do all of that. Like they got every song that they have together is good. Nigos him, Quavo That's him, all good. Like great songs. Pick up the phone. On my this side, you got um, Sloppy Toppy. You know what I'm talking about? That song is dope. That's fire. Like, you know, and this. I don't think they were on Astro World. No, they weren't. No, on. they were. Can't. Oh, no, not no, not Yosemite. Um, who what? I forgot about that. Who? What did he say? In the in the five guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, Astro World. I'm not gonna lie though. When Astro World came out, I was, was mad. I was mad excited, but I'm not gonna lie. Different time, like. I'm gonna be honest. First listen, like I liked it, but I wasn't like. At first, it wasn't like Rodeo for me. Like Rodeo for me was just so, because it's so different. Like everybody compares everything to Rodeo, because Rodeo's so like next level it's, it was just it's because it was it was him entering his own sound you know what I mean now he's doing things with other sounds he's experimenting more because he's already cemented like you know what I mean it's like Kanye like after Kanye like that's why people always talk about college dropout and, and graduation and all that well, graduation is great they're all great albums but they talk about that era of Kanye because that's his entry level sound yeah, you know that's what I mean? when he really started to like make a name for himself yeah and then when he started cementing when he cemented himself when he didn't need to do that no more he went to 808s and then 808s is like completely people are like what they're like at the time at least because now it's like it's one of the better because that literally changed hip-hop yeah it changed hip-hop it, it introduced like people it weren't gonna like that but drake wouldn't be the artist he is probably say, taking a risk he did because he said that album inspired him so much you know so like him him saying that like that shows it. Lil Uzi said it. A lot of those rappers said it. I think um, even Juice World, I think, said something about it. But it's like, all that is just like, then he, you go and let's say that that was around the time he did the whole Taylor Swift thing. After that, he comes back, does uh, like Niggas in Paris. He does, um, he does Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. He does Cruel Summer, all that. Like, and people were like, oh my God, this is not the Kanye I know. But now people, six years, seven, eight, now nine. People are like, what the fuck? They're like, bro, why can't we have that era back? Or even now, it's like, yay. You already see people, now people are starting to catch on to yay. Now people are now, like, It's oh. crazy because people <laughs> like that album now, and when that album first came out, everybody shitted on it. Like, no one liked it. Everybody was like, what is this? Oh my, like Ghost Town? Everybody, oh my God, Ghost Town is like country music. It's I'm like, what? You know, for me, I ain't gonna lie. Ghost Town, like, there was a few songs on there that didn't register first. But, like, Yikes registered. Thought About Killing You registered. All, a lot of songs on there registered. But Ghost Town was like, this has to, you have to get into the sound a little bit. Because it was different. But 
you know, it was pretty much within a week that I was like, yeah, this is amazing. Like, but people just, they hear the first thing and they're just like, no, this is not. And then they also, you know, Twitter, they go on Twitter, they say like, oh, everybody doesn't like the Kanye album. And then that's in their head. Yeah, they're they're going with that. They're like, damn, this is bad. This is going to be a bad album. You go in with that mindset, then you're going to walk away with that mindset too. Like, you got to be open. Yeah, you're not going to be open and accepting it. And gain that opinion after you listen to it a couple times or you listen to it once and you see what your first impression is, compare that to after you've listened to it a couple times and you'll see the difference. Like, I know a bunch of people that now can say that that's one of their favorite albums. But I don't, like, that's crazy to me. Like, I understand why it happens. I'm not going to say, like, those people stupid because I understand, like, I've been there. Like, there's been albums we all listen to and we're like, this is straight dumpster juice. Like, this is ass. Like, really trash. And then you listen to it. Second, third, listen. Fourth, listen. Even beyond that sometimes. And you be like, all right. Like, for me, like, Tame Impala, like, that's off the hip-hop era, like, era thing type situation. But it's, for me, like, everybody's talking about this band. I'm hearing everybody talk about this band. Travis Scott sampling it. It's a Rocky sampling it. Everybody sampling it. They're having a sample party. I'm over here like, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like, all right, let me let me hear this. And the first song I hear is, ah. I'm like, what the hell is this? Right? And I'm like, you know, I remember that you were telling me about Tame Impala. You were like one of the first people I know that were talking about Tame Impala. So I was like, I was like, you know, whatever. And I, that's when I was starting to actually like, try to get on the new music so I was like you know I'm not even gonna listen to that yet but you know it was like I still had it I kept it in mind and then I remember one day I was outside and I hit the less I know the better like outside like at a at a like I don't know where it was it was like some organic health food spot and I was just hearing like the you know I was just like oh like who is this and I look I was like wow I was like damn bro and then just listen to it and now it's like it's it's part of you know just my everyday listen like even Tyler Creator like we both weren't on that we both weren't on that well no I, I didn't get into Tyler until like 2017 like when Flowerboy came out we're recording give us like 20 30 no like 30 minutes Yo. an hour <laughs> Don't even cut that out. Don't even cut that out. Don't even cut that out. Everything in here is staying. Don't even cut that out. But yeah, I didn't like. I heard about Tyler because I used to see a lot of Tyler memes, like the meme of him getting interviewed in the dark and then he's like, "Okay." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was one of my favorite videos in high school. I mean, in middle school. But then, like, I never really got into his music because I heard about Goblin, I heard about Wolf, I heard about Cherry Bomb, and I was just like, I don't want to listen to that. To be honest. Yeah. Flower Boy dropped and I was I heard who that boy I saw the music video. That was the song. Like, that was one of the songs. That was one of the albums. Bro, yeah. What? This is fire. Like It was different. It was different from anything. It else. was I don't even I don't even have words to really describe. But it was that. like even like with, with him, like it was everybody liked Tyler because of him. Like, at least for me. I, I don't know. Maybe not everybody, but for me it was like I got into I understood Tyler well I started knowing about Tyler around when he first came out like not now okay not like 2008 because he dropped his mixtape then but like when he dropped like Goblin around there like when he dropped that Peter shout out to Peter you know what I'm saying <laughs> Peter um, from middle school 
he was listening heavy. Like he was on it. Also, Peter was on the Kid Cudi, Frank, yeah, all Peter, that before. Peter, all that. Like, you were ahead of your time. Ahead bro. of your time. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like I said that before, but it's true because a lot of artists we talk about now, and I, I, I oh my god, he was already listening to that. Like I remember in in fifth grade, no joke, fifth grade, yo, like Modern Warfare Three, like he was like, yo. I just, I bought niggas in Paris. Well, he didn't say, you know. But you know what I'm saying? He, he, you know what I'm saying? Edwards he, in Paris. Yeah, yeah, but he was like, he's like, I bought it, you know, on like, that was when, you know, yeah, buy music. It was on streaming services. So he was like, yeah, I bought it. And it was like the deluxe edition or something like that. It was like the, you know, whatever. And, you know, he kept on saying, no one knows what that means. That's provocative, right? Like, he kept doing that. So I was like, you know, that's crazy. Because then that was the big song. And then, he was like talking about Frank. And Frank was like, that was Channel Orange, like when that first came out. And he was like, you know, we heard the songs already on the radio, Lost and uh, Thinking About You and a few of those songs, but he was like deep in, like he knew he was listening to Odd Future, you know, Goblin, She, like he put me on a She then. Like, and I was like, this is the only song I liked from like Tyler, like that and Tamale, a few other songs, but he was on that wave. And I always liked Tyler's creative vision, but I was never like into his music like that because it was like, you know, at the time I wasn't, I was listening to Nick Jonas, like freaking, you know what I'm saying? I still get jealous. Like, I wasn't on no Tyler creative vibes like that. I don't even know. In fifth grade, I think I was just listening to pop, like a lot. It was a lot. It was like, you know, Thrift Shop was out. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody was mad at Macklemore for rapping. Yeah. Like, what? Also, even even beyond that, like it wasn't only pop that I'm. Pre- we would listen to other stuff than pop, but it was yeah, like it was. I've been listening to Kanye since elementary because my mom always had the C- something yeah. playing, and her ringtone was the sample for Mercy in that beginning where that. Sound. Bro, I heard that every day for like a year or two, bro. Every fucking day, bro. I hate. I hate. I, I don't understand. I don't hate that sample, but it's. Yeah, that that I, I can understand. To, I would have been like that. I was going crazy. <laughs> like I was like, Ma, can you please change your ringtone? Like this is not this cute. Is not, this yeah, is yeah. not nice. Like, it comes on at night like, while you're laying down. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, shit is traumatizing. <laughs> it's and I think I won't. And she bought the Watch the Throne album like yeah. when it came out. Cause Where's I the disc though? Yeah, like I have it in my room now because yeah. she gave it to me. So Kanye was definitely always in the household. That's right. But I. Didn't really like get into get into rap until high school, like, cause even middle school that was when I started listening to Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. Shout out Ariana Grande. For that's sure. that's another thing, people don't know, but we listened to Ariana Grande. <laughs> yours truly when it first came out before bought, all the crazy albums. I bought that's the first album at I bought. Target. I went to Target. It was sold out. I was like, damn. And then I told my mom like, I'll give you the money. I'll buy it on your account. And she did it, and I had it, and I was like, "That oh baby, oh, yo, that album is fire to this day." Like, like they don't, no one gets it though. Like everybody thinks I listen to Ariana Grande for like clout or something. Like I like the music. This, but to me, like that, I, I hate that because like now she's this Ariana Grande. Really, like we've been watching Victorious, all that stuff. Like we knew about Ariana Grande, all that stuff when she came out. Um, not to sound like a hipster, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I hate that. But it's like, we were there for that. Like, we were there for when they aired Victorious. We watched the episodes. Then she went into her own music career. And then, 
we were like, oh, like I remember you saying that, and you were like, yeah, this is this is like dope, and I was like, you know, I listened to the way and all that, and I was like, oh shoot, that was the first like radio song, but still. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. Rest in peace, Mac. Of course, rest in peace, Mac Miller. That that song though, like both good talent and everything, and then we started listening more. Like that's when we started getting into albums, albums. Yeah. Because it was a minute before everybody. I feel like. In our age group started listening to full on albums. Like yeah, because we would just listen to hits and songs and just be like, yeah. Yeah, or like you would hear somebody something in somebody's car and you'd be like, oh shoot, like that's dope. But and and like download it, you know. But it was never like, what's the name of this album? Yeah, like let me listen through the whole thing. I didn't do that really heavily until like I would say twenty fifteen, like twenty fifteen or twenty fourteen because, or it was a yours truly was the one album I did listen to, but. 2015, Force Hills Drive. Yeah, I, I definitely think, like... Around that time, like, we got serious. 20... Because yours truly came out in 2013, so... That was the first album I really, like, listened to front to back. And then, like, 2014, 2015, I started to really listen to albums, albums. Because, you know, um, 2014, Force Hills Drive came out. <laughs> fucking... That's 2014? I think so. Yeah. A whole bunch of albums came out within like that time frame because that was the time frame of us going from middle school to high school, and that jump like really my music taste changed drastically when we started going into high school because it was twenty fifteen was like those first couple of months and then Jan- once January hit and then it was Pablo and then it was fucking. Um, Birds came out. In don't even that year. Don't even talk about that year. Um, don't even talk about that year. A bunch of like, after views came out. Views came Coloring out. book came Coloring out. Coloring book. Um, what else wasn't it? I'm pretty sure Passion Pain Demon Slayer. Did that not come out that year? Or did that came out the year after? I think, I think they that came out did that come year. out in 2016. They came out that year. I think. You know, it was a good year for music though. That was a golden Easy. year. You know, Uzi, that whole, the whole freestyle, that whole freestyle, all that, all those artists? Yeah, 21, Denzel, all of them. Uzi, Ligotti, like, all of them. That was their All the big, big people, yeah, like, that was, that was, we saw that, like, we thought it was crazy. It's so crazy looking back on it now, because we were like, yo, this is so trash. <laughs> we, like, seriously, <laughs> Bro, like, I so trash. I like that cypher. I used to think 21 Savage was one of the worst rappers, but now... I love that nigga. Like, Bro, that... 21 Savage, all them, like... They not only... They, they've become such, like, powerhouses. Like, they're the new age. And, like... Now there's a newer age, but still, like... For that time, they just... Like, look at Uzi now. Like, Uzi's considered a, a heavy, like, hitter now. For the yeah, most part. Like, look at what... Look at what he did with Eternal Taste <sighs> by itself. And then he turned that... He turned the deluxe version of that album into a whole other whole album. Another album. A sequel like, to a whole other album. God, like that's Wild genius. Out. That is genius. He he all of them for the most part, I mean like Yachty, his his first year there was like the best, but I think he fell off a little bit. I don't know. But he still he still now. does his like he does they've they've done better than I think a lot of other years. You know, I think another uh, notable year was the one with um Vic Menza and Chance and all of them. That was... That was, like, 2013, 14. Yeah. And that's, like... But even that, like... You know... I think that's why... You know, I, I give the newer artists a chance. Like, no matter what. But, you know... I just feel like they, they haven't had a lot of content. Like... Or even then, it's like... They put them together in a room. 
there's not a lot of chemistry. Like you could tell. You know what I mean? Like when they had like that that cipher is Did you watch which cipher? The the twenty sixteen one? The um yeah, twenty sixteen one. But the yeah. new one with Flavio Foreign and um Mulatto and all them. They were chilling. But they I were vibing, like one, they were right? vibing. They were vibing. There's, but those are the best ones, like the one yeah, the ones the that ones you can that, see that everybody's on the same page and is vibing at the same frequency, then you're like this is working. Like you all contribute, and it's gonna be a good cipher. Yeah, like, like you gotta all be involved. Like that energy is important. You know what I mean? There, there's certain ciphers you see, and you tell, you could tell they come there just to do it and then leave. Where they just want their bag, they want their clout, and they're done. Yeah, like I thought one that was, you know, who was it? it was Ski Mask and who? Was it Rico Nasty? I don't know. I think they did well. You know. I think X, you know, rest in peace, X, he came in and he did his thing. I like that he did his thing and didn't really care what anybody else did. That was the cool part about it. Because everybody was clowning him at first. Of course. Everybody was clowning him. Got in the middle of the thing and just started. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. Like, he was saying, like, you know, interesting stuff. It's just, you know, everybody was, like, taken aback. But that was who he was. Like, he'd just go and do it. And, like, that's so, like... Now we look back on that and we admire it, but, you know, that's why with the music now, I just try to, you got to try to live in the moment and, and really accept it for what it is because a lot of people, they keep, you know, they keep trying to take, I don't want to say old head approach because I don't think it's only one age group. I think it's more people who are stuck on one sound. Yeah, because they don't, they want to listen to what they like and that's cool, but not everybody makes music the way that you like it. Yeah. And not... There's going to be music like that. Like, if you like 20, 2007 Kanye, there's 2007 Kanye artists, and there's also 2007 Kanye, mm-hmm. but you can't hold on to that forever because music is constantly evolving. Sound is constantly changing. Like, yeah. people are making hit records as we speak. And on top of that, it's, it's also what's popular is not going to be based off of what you like. Like, Very true. pop music now, in my opinion, is trash. Like personally, I, I hate pop it's music. Too, now. Like, it it sounds like me in Disney World all the yeah, time. They're trying to feed you like good. I don't even know. Half the time, it's not good. It's just it's not. Forced. Yeah, like it just sounds like we're doing kids bop all the time throughout the whole car ride. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not saying this. This every every song is trash, but you know, there's a few that I'm like, oh, I understand why this is dope. But you know, there'd be some songs where I'm like, nah, like. No, because you look at even like I don't like Taylor Swift like that. Like, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, you know. But I understand when she came out and she was putting out the songs that she was. I understood why they were popular. Like I understood, like wow, like Lady Gaga. I understood, you know. I I you listen to Beyonce, you know, Drunken Love, all that. Even before that, like you understand. But now it's just like, like we in Six yeah, Flags all the time dancing. I don't think there's like, there's a lot of people like Lady Gaga. Even Taylor Swift, because Taylor Swift has her following. I'm not a fan like mm-hmm, yeah. you, but... Oh, you're not a fan either, but I meant like, you know... Yeah, yeah, Both yeah. my fans, but... You know, I respect what she's done with her her platform and her career. Because, you know, you play your, your cards right. You make the music you want to make. People are going to tend flock towards that. And yeah. that's what she did. And I, I feel like... A lot of pop artists are just trying to make hits so then they can be famous and then they can get money 
And then they're washed up in a year. Well, that's the game. Play it. But there's no, you know, what game you're playing. There's no exactly what it entails. I just think that, you know, I think pop stars, superstars in general, whether no matter what genre is in, they keep going. They keep evolving. That's yeah. why the era thing is so important. Because look at Drake. Drake is a superstar. Like Drake is, like he said, he's a pop star. He's man. a pop. He, he legit. No one could say nothing. Like, I, listen, I'm not the craziest Drake fan, but I've been listening since Thank Me Later, which is even not even the beginning, but it's still like a minute. And he's still consistently making hits. Like, this is 12 years. Like, what? Thank Me Later came out like 2010 or something, 2011. Like around there, but it's, it's what, 10 years pretty much. 10 years. And that's not even so far gone. It's what, 2008, 2009. That's like, Bro, this guy's been here for a minute, and he's still, he's still, still here. Like, you know, and I can't, like, listen, I have my criticisms of Drake, but I love Drake. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say he's the best of all time. I think people be wilding a little bit, but I love Drake. Like, I'll be lying. I, don't get me wrong. Kanye over Drake any day. <laughs> don't get me wrong. <laughs> Kanye over Drake any day. But Drake is an extremely talented artist. Even if people say he doesn't write his, his stuff, it doesn't matter. He can do Look at what he's doing. reggae. He could do, even though I don't like when he be doing the UK travel, I think he should leave that to the people who really do it best. But when he does UK travel, I'm not feeling it. But he can, people do like it. He, you know, he does it, people like it. Reggae, people like it. You know, he sings ballads and all this. Like, people like it. And he, he raps. Rap. Like, like, he's, the Kakashi of rap. He is or literally. I would not even say rap of music. He's ta- He's Taskmaster. Yeah, because he he knows how to perfect certain sounds. The only sound that I don't think he knows how to perfect is the UK. Thing. I don't think I so. I, I feel like it's ting ting pa ding ding. Like, yeah, I don't like and that. Irie, <laughs> and stuff about Tyree. You know what I'm saying? It like just it. don't sound right. It just I don't think sound if right. he did it with like his melodic tone, it would be better because he would play off of his own ver- his own sound versus trying to emulate the UK sound. Well, that's what Brooklyn did, though, too. I know. That's why, that's why I feel like the Brooklyn drill scene is so better now mm. because of Pop Smoke and well, Rest in Peace Pop Smoke. Yes. You see how many people we I just have to say Rest Pop. in Peace to, bro? Yo, we said it to, like, what, two, three people? What we said? Mac Miller? Mac Pop Miller, Smoke. X, and Pop. Yeah. Like, too many young artists... Yeah, that gotta stop. Dying, bro. And yeah, there's a lot of different reasons for it, but it gotta all that gotta stop. I think the way Brooklyn, that whole sound, UK drill, like I'm gonna be honest, UK drill, we've been hearing it for a minute, but we weren't really like liking it like that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It just because it, you know what it is. It didn't feel like importing that sound all the way from over to, over you know there to here. It just it felt weird. Yeah. It felt weird. Like it just felt like it wasn't what we go through. So when Pop Smoke, when Chef G, when all those people started doing all that, all those people, all those artists that they they good at it, they really good at it, but they had the New York accents and they were talking about uh. New York slang, the uh, <laughs> all that, what like it worked, it, it gravitated to it automatically because we could relate, like not to everything, you know what I'm saying, not to like you know if you're not a gang member you're not gonna re- relate to all that stuff or whatever, but even just the little New York references, the New York accent, the you know what I mean? He wasn't trying. They weren't trying to be UK. They used the beats and similar styles, but for the most part, it was still uniquely New York. And then, you know, like 
I think the way Pop Smoke took it, and then everybody, it felt like a lot of people uniting and just going with him. He and opened I think, the door for a lot of artists. Like such a so great, many people make music like him now. It's crazy, and he just started. Like this would have been his second year. In the no game. joke, a year, like, a year. That's it. Not even a year, actually, because really, Welcome to the Party popped off around like literally right before summer. Yeah, because that was around like May. Because we, when I went on my senior trip, we listened to that the whole senior trip. Yeah. That was our theme song. That's what we like to say. Because when we used to walk into the parties at Senior Trip, we would play the song. And then they played the song at the place. It was crazy. And that summer, everybody listened to pop. And then... It's crazy how late I was to it, though. But, yeah, no. I wasn't, like, really, like, a fan until, like, I want to say February when Meet the Wu 2 came out. Because Meet the Wu 2 just kind of, like, wrapped everything together. And I liked him by the time Gotti came out. Because I was, like... Man's is Man's is from Brooklyn making music with Travis Scott, and he's just now getting into the game. Just imagine what he's gonna do. Well, what he did for me, that's when I got in him, like in his music. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, no pause. Screw it. I love like Gotti was. I love Travis Scott, so I listened. We listened to Jack Boys. I was tight because I was first of all not tight because of Pop Smoke, but I was tight because. The album was so short. I was like, or EP, that, whatever that is. It was supposed to be like 20-something songs from the leaks. Yo, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. Word, we get I it. I was ready. I was like, we got to listen to this album the whole night. Seven songs. Seven songs. What is it like? An intro and a remix. Yeah, the it's the, what is it? The the remix for A Hearts in the Womb intro. Intro, thing, which is not, you know. Which is like 10, 12 seconds yeah, of yeah. that. That's, um. This is Mike Dean. That's Mike Dean. Yeah, Mike right. Dean. Mike Dean. And shout out Mike Dean for the drip. Yeah, yeah. That's and facts. <laughs> then it's the, the um the EP, the album, whatever you want to say. And it's good. I just w- I really wish it was longer. But I think they're gonna do a part two. No, that that was they said that was just the intro. Like that's just the beginning. Which I thought it was a good. Like at the time I was like, yo, this is like whack that this is this short. And then I was seeing the songs. I'm like, they're all right. Like, but by New Year's. Man, you, you remember? Was, yeah, because we was listening. You remember, to like we were like that. Oh, let's go! <laughs> like wildin', and I remember Pop Smoke. I was never into the UK drill sound in the first place. Like the beat sounding off, and so you know it sounded weird for me when he when he first came out with Welcome to the Party. It was just something different. And then when he did Gotti with Travis Scott, and it had the drill sound too, but just. It just they took a different approach. It wasn't. It, was, it wasn't the same. Like I f- the way Travis did it was so. It was Travis. It was yeah. Like easy. You Travis. can tell. And it's funny because when I play that song, some people are like, um, "Skip the Travis Scott part," and I'm like, "No, like, no, that, listen that's, to this." That's dope. Like he, I feel that song was originally supposed to be somebody else's or like someone else beat. made the beat. Yeah, that's what people were mad at, and then I wasn't mad at what they did with it because look at it. Yeah, but they that, sold the beat. Like, people gotta chill. Yeah, like, that's what people do. They sold the people beat. like and they sell them so the artists can make whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, like, they just feeling the vibe, like, and that's when I got into Pop Smoke Sound. Like, that's when I was, like, I was introduced to it, I think, from my prom, and I was like, I just, I wasn't familiar with it, so I was like, I don't know, like, I wasn't, like, really vibing with it like that, but then he got on Gotti, and I, was, I started listening to that song more, and I started getting more custom to the sound. And I remember Meet the Wu 2 came out, and like Dior was still playing, still playing. 
And I was listening to Dior a little bit, and I was like, oh, this is kind of, yo, I'm not gonna lie, I'm really starting to like this. And then, yo, like, I was listening to him more often, like, Meet the Wu too. I started listening more often, and then he died as soon as I was getting into his music. Like, died. Like, like it's messed up because I was really starting to really vibe with his music, like his the sound. Same way. I literally felt the exact same way. Like, yo, like it felt like it was so messed up because I was starting to like this was gonna be one of my top because it was even beyond the sound. It was what he was doing for New York, like. Word. Like I was, I was appreciative. I wasn't like saying he's whack and everything last year, nothing. But I was saying like I just wasn't vibing with the sound like that. But I appreciated how he. It's like he brought everybody together. Like I always love that. That's really no matter song. what. Like when a pop smoke song plays at a party, you could tell who's from New York and who's not. Yeah, because you, like, you, you. It's a different timing and like his personality, even from. Welcome to the party. Like, I was like, you know, I remember watching, like, the Genius thing when that all came out, all that stuff. And, you know, just hearing him talk, I was like, yo, this is a, he's a good dude. Like, I'm not saying, like, you know, like I said, you know, it took me a minute to, to catch on. But I, I respected him as an artist. Like, I thought that he was, you know, doing his thing. And for New York, too. So I was like, this is, like, amazing. And seeing what he did in parties and everything, I was just like, you know, even if I'm not, like, super into the sound, it was crazy. And then... I was getting into the sound. I was starting to, oh, Coco, oh, Wack Baby, like, wild. And Me The Wu 2 came out. They had a few songs on it. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. I love Me The Wu 2. I was I like, this is crazy. And then, and then he dies. And I'm, I'm like, yo, you know, what next? What happens? And then Edwin put me on the, like, he, he was like, really listen to me through too. Like, listen to the whole thing. Don't listen to only a few songs. Because I was listening, at that point, a few songs, songs he was doing with other people, and I was, like, really vibing with him. But he was like, listen to me through too. And that's the best thing I think he'll sadly ever be able to put out because he, uh, you know, he passed. But, you know, I think that was, that showed everything. Even the new album was good, but it's like, it wasn't fully It wasn't arranged him. It wasn't arranged by him You know what yeah, I mean That's the one thing I don't like about What is it Posthumous Yeah posthumous Something like that like those, those type of albums That's the only thing I don't like Is because The artist doesn't get to Obviously Like Say how the songs go And format What goes where And Like work on it Till the last day Cause it got cut short Cause mm -hmm. they're passing I feel like one of the only albums That really did that well Was both the pop album and Mac Miller's album, yeah. The Circles. That was like well. the first album I really listened to this year. That or the Selena Gomez album. I but was. It was one of those two. I was. I was. I was honestly like, cause I was really starting to get into his music and get, and it was crazy, cause I really liked him. But when you got into his music, and now you saw like, I was like entering this world that was already like. Usually it sucks when that happens. It's it's like nice to be there when everybody's getting put on, but. It was like, you know, when you go into a party that's already lit, like, get in there and you're like, oh, this is like that. Like, it was like that with his music. Like, I, I, when I started really catching on, I'm like, yo, Dior is fire. Like, this is crazy. It was like, everybody was like, yeah, like, this is what we've been doing this whole time for the past year. And I was like, you know, like, yeah, dang, man. You know, I was like, this is fire. You know, I'm going to vibe to it. And as soon as that happened, not only did Kobe die. Rest in peace, Kobe. Kobe First died, time. which was out of nowhere. Pop Smoke died, and that hurt me because I was like, "This is someone that was representing the city, 
and this is someone that we even get time with. Like we really didn't get time. We didn't even get to see him perform. No, I would have loved to see him perform because that in GA, oh my god, that would have been dumb. It's like for me, I think that that was one of the worst regrets. Yeah, I think that that one. Because I remember you said it though. You said it though. What? I remember you and Edwin talking, and that was when war was leaked. They didn't even come out. That was in like. That was like November, December. Yeah. And and I was still not on to the sound like that. I was still not on the sound. I was like, nah, I don't want to go to the concert. Like, that's not my like sound or whatever. Like, I'm not really into it like that. Um, and you're like, nah, but you know, he's from New York. Like, we gotta go. And I don't know what the prices were. Or I don't know. I don't know what happened. But we just didn't go. And then, yo, like, that everybody, the, literally that same month, caught on. To the sound in December, like, oh, yo, nah, he's way better than I thought. Like, way better. Like, and then after that, he went to Legal 2, he passed, and that's, I got frustrated. I was posting things on my page, and I was like, yo, like, we gotta do better, yo. Like, we gotta do better, bro. Like, Pop Smoke was, so, he was so about his community. Like, that's how, that's what sucked, is like, you know, he was like out here, he was, he was the face of New York, like really, really. For him being out here, he was the king of New York at that time that he was out here. Like, I could, I agree. Easy. I feel like we don't really have a king, but I, during his reign, I feel like he really was doing his thing. King of New York. Like, I can't. I, I never. It's it's not many people where I could say like I think Bobby Schmurter had it a little bit, but it was so brief. Well, when Bobby Schmurter gets out, he's taking the crown. I hope back. so. The crown gonna fall right on his head. I hope so, bro. I really hope so because I think Bobby Schmurter like he was showing so much potential, and then he got locked up, and it was like, damn. And I'm I think he's gonna come back out and do something crazy. But I think that Pop Smoke when he was out here, it was really like that's what I liked about his music. Even when I wasn't into it, I saw that it was bringing people in parties. People, oh. I love that. Like, that was... You don't know a lot of songs like that. Like, what? Dreams versus Nightmares. Dreams and Nightmares. Yeah, that's... That song is one of the songs that... Hold on, wait a minute. Yeah, everybody... Ah! Everybody does all the lyrics like that, yo. Like, what? Like, there's only a few songs. And then the thing about Pop Smoke is he kept doing it, though. It was Dior. It was... And I think Dior is a classic. I think Dior is a classic. Dior... Fucking welcome to the party, war, bro. Christopher Walken. He got too many, and then he got all the, all the ones on Mito too. The whole album is fire, but then he did like what well, he, you know. Did you listen to the deluxe? Well, of uh, Mito too. Yeah. My the that's nav my, song is one of my favorite pop songs. I like that. Well, that's I'm right now when we yeah. we from the woods. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like NYC. I fuck with the woods. I fuck with the team. Yeah, that. I like I like that album a lot. Like I play that every day now, cause I it's it's short but it's so good. Like, bro, it's it's sad. It's really sad, cause I, I'm I love his music. Like it's so crazy. I, I wish I was on the wave earlier, because he really had something, and you know it was so short lived. But it was that was a year of straight up like, it was. He's doing everything, like literally everything. Everything. And he had New York Unified. And now, look, you know, after he passed, now look where we are. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, we don't really have, you know, because of COVID and all this stuff. It's like, what do we have? We don't really have nobody like that. That's out here really. Like, we got, like, don't get me wrong. We got good New York artists, but it's not the same energy that Pop Smoke had. Yeah, they're not, like, 
representing the same way he did because he was really like I'm from New York I'm from Brooklyn like I grew yeah. up in Canarsie like that this is what I do like I'm from the streets and this is who I am and it's just not the same it's crazy it, that death really impacted me because I woke up one day someone texted me and was like Pop Smoke is dead and I was like you're fucking lying yeah because he just came out we were like yeah. yo I went on Twitter and he trending once you're trending on Twitter... You know it's, it's probably like, true. Because yeah. Twitter is basically like my news source. I do not watch the news. I do not like the news because I feel like the news... Ever since I learned on in like middle school, high school that the media like fabricates things, yeah. I don't trust them. Because no. Twitter is just people spreading their opinion. So it's like the news for society. Yeah, it's just people way. adding... Everybody adding the threads and... Like, you know, it, it is like when you're on Twitter, you know, something's like something went down. Like, even with X, you know, X was one of was all the deaths bad. in the past year have been really bad. But X was X was a low, like, wow, I like for a week, I definitely hit a depressive low because 2018 was like one of my favorite years so far within like the past five years, and everything was like going up and then that day happened and I was like wow like that brought me back to reality cause by that time we were about to go into senior year um it was summertime um I think his album had came out already he was working on the new one like it was a pretty happy time Infinity War came out mm-hmm. like we was chilling Infinity War oh yeah yeah that came out 2018 yeah. that was 2018 and then he died Damn, bro. and then I was just like Wow, like you know, it's crazy. We saw him come up too. Happening, yeah. We saw him come up. He was at first. Everybody was like, "He's a weirdo that made look at me," and I'm not gonna lie. I was like, "Who the fuck is this? Why? Why is he screaming?" Yeah. But then I then I start to listen more, and I was like, "This is actually kind of good." Seventeen came out in 2017, and then I was like, "I'm a fan." Like that album cured my depression during that time, bro. I remember when the album came out and you were playing that. And I ended up listening to it. I was like, I played it. I played it like um, when the Conor McGregor and Flame uh, Floyd Mayweather fight happened because I came here. That came out 2018? 2017. Because I was listening to that album OD and then I kept playing Jocelyn Flores and that's where the video where I (laughs) (laughs) with the phone. So, yeah, that, that was definitely like, that was a highlight of like, that. Him like just seeing where he went, where he came from, and then and he was really bettering himself. Like he was on the path to recovery, and he was. It's crazy, like the change in, you know, going from someone who's in and out of jail, in and out of jail doing crazy things. Like you got, you could look on YouTube. There are videos of him knocking people out. Yeah, like bad. He like didn't care his life about his life at one point because he was gonna. If rap didn't work, he said he was gonna be a UFC fighter. He was wilding. He was going, he was, he was wilding, like, really, when, when I found out about him, it was 2017, it was early 2017, um, it was when Look At Me was, like, really, really, it was starting to really, like, pop off, like, OD, and it was, like, I was playing Resident Evil 7, that's what game, that's what game came out, it was January, and that's how I also found out about, like, No Jumper and all that, I found out about him then, and, um, no joke, I remember playing Resident Evil 7 and then I watched the interview with him 
And I was like a little intimidated. I ain't gonna lie, cause X, he's like a rough person. At the time, at least, he was a rough person. Like he was really like awesome. Like his music was like he's talking about shooting grannies and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, crazy. Like I forgot what he said. I put a hole in your grandma's. I put a hole in your parents. That's, yeah. Damn, bro. That's his parents. That's all his parents. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, wow. But, you know, you start hearing his stories, but you start hearing his mindset as well. You start hearing where he's coming from, and just, he's a funny dude. He's not only, like, a rough, like, person. He's a funny dude. He's someone that's always for his friends, for his people. He wants, you know, and you start even early on, little glimpses of, like, the mental health stuff kicking in, like, the way he was talking, and his issues, and and then, you know, people, you know, people were like, oh, this song is dope. But by the time he started really doing well, bettering himself, and then they got stuck on his past issues. Because that's when the legal stuff came out. And everybody's like, oh, damn, you know, you know, he's back. He's, you know, get him out. And for me, that was like, I didn't know what to believe. And then when I found out that, you know, it wasn't as, you know, I'm not saying he did nothing. bad, but he did. No, I'm not um, saying he didn't do he nothing. He mentally but, yeah. abused the girl because he used to like say a whole bunch of shit to her. But they chopped that original place, that media company chopped up the interview to make it seem like he hit her and was beating her. But that wasn't the case. And then they got their, they got backlash from that. The girl got backlash from it, and then it ended up being dropped. But it got dropped after he passed. Exactly. So the lawsuits like, and all that stuff. Dude did all this. Potentially for money, and now look, you dropped. Like you probably feel down. horrible because yeah. now look what you did, you know. And and that's why like that sucked because like I said, I didn't know what to believe because you hear those headlines. Like let's be honest, we're all human, you know. We we're not gonna sometimes we're not even able to look into the situation because yeah. with Pop Smoke, we don't we didn't even know what happened to him when he died, you know, until a few days later, a few months later, really, when they started talking about why they did it, all this stuff, you know, we didn't know. Even now, like, for a minute, we didn't even know who killed X. Like, it, all that stuff came out later. And now it's like you said, we go to Twitter. You know, it's all opinions. It's all this, it's all that. Like, we didn't know what the legal situation was. We didn't know what to believe. And then, you know, when he dies, I just thought it was foul that, you know, people were really making fun of his death a lot. A lot. And, you know, you're going to always have that with Twitter and all this stuff, but... It was like instant. Nah, people were like really wishing that he was dead. Yeah, they like, were like good. They were happy. Like, Whoa. why are you happy someone just died? Yeah. And and on top of that, like, listen, regardless of your feelings, that is, that was like, wow. That, that showed me like, wow. You know, because my thing was, I never hated X. I always, like, I loved X's unreleased. That was my favorite, because I don't have like a favorite album from him, because I wasn't listening to his albums like that. I'm not going to lie. I listened to 17, but I was like, this is mad sad for me right now. I wasn't. I just wasn't in that mindset. But it wasn't bad music. It's just I wasn't in that mindset. And then, you know, just unreleased music. I loved it. I loved it. Like I can name mad unreleased songs that I have on SoundCloud that are just fire from him. And then, um, you know, all that. It was like, you know, I saw him just growing into this person where he's, yo, he's becoming a mental health advocate. He's making also on top of that. You don't even want to talk about what he's doing. Let's talk about music. Like straight up, he's he's making versatile music. He's doing country songs. He was he's doing singing. everything. He's like, making freaking singing, rapping, screaming. Like you said, country, Spanish sad, music, Spanish, reggae. Like he was doing it. 
Yeah, really like doing it. And that's another thing with Pop Smoke too. Like all these he artists. Was versatile too. That's at first I'm not gonna lie, he had like that same sound. All the songs were like it were different variations of each other. It like, was like d- different versions. But it were good. Artists. They were still good though. They they were golden. Like, like don't get me wrong. I listen, bro. <laughs> listen, bro. I bump I bump all of it. Like I love Pop Smoke. I love all of them. But you know. They were all, like, especially for Pop Smoke, a lot of it was just, he had the sound and was working. You know, I wasn't mad at it. But you started to see, and Meet the Wu too, even, you yeah, know, definitely. you started seeing him change, like, change the sound. Like, oh, and then now you hear this new album. And it's like, listen, I know it was differently produced because, you know, they had changes or whatever, like, in the final cuts. and But you started to see him start singing. I was like... Yeah, he has good melody. Yo, like... He, there was a song I thought Quavo was on it. And, bro, I, I looked at the credits and Quavo wasn't even on it. I was like, oh my God. I was like, yo, he's on another level. Like, he's wildin'. Like, you know, um, yeah, like, you know, I don't know, you, you know, Dreaming? That's per 30, per Dreaming, yo! I'm telling you, in the background, he was doing his little mumbles. I was like, yo, this is, and then, you know, and and it's just sad when we get artists like that that are gonna go somewhere totally different. Like you know, we hear like Exit was the same thing. We heard a lot of screaming and all that stuff. Then he started switching it up, and as soon as he started switching it up, showing us more of what he can do. Then he got taken away from us. Yeah, it was you know those artists, man. Rest in peace, those artists. Great influential figures. They were doing their thing, man. Yeah, and I feel bad for the families, too. Honestly. You know? It's just bad, yo. I just feel like all those all those people represented areas, and all those areas are extremely sad, you know, that those people passed. You know, like, I know New York was hurt. It was on another, another level. Bro, like, we was hurt until, like... We still hurt, though. That's We still post him. Like, we still post him every Wednesday. Like, we back Wednesday. Like, we really posting him, like... Maybe people out there like, bro, don't even listen to his music, and they post him because they know what he represented, like, and that's that's how you know his respect. Like, that's why like people like that. We just gotta move on from. We gotta move on from hating each other. Like, you know, some of these deaths were overdoses. You know, not not pop smoke or you know X, but like. Some of the rappers, Miller, we've lost a lot of rappers. Mac Miller overdosed, Lil Peep Lil overdosed. P, Juice World. Juice World. I I don't even know how that went over my head. That that happened. We have a lot of rappers that overdosed that we're not even mentioning right now too, but a lot of people overdosed and like, yo. That's crazy. That no plays joke. into like how people cope with their mental health. Yeah. Like some people really resort to drugs. Some people and it's you know, Juice World was singing about it and stuff, but do you really think half the time he was happy about doing what he was doing? He, I, I'm not into his music like that. I listened to his last album because I, out of respect for him, but like it seemed like he was going to a better place because you know he had a girlfriend, he was yeah. falling in love properly, he wasn't being abused or like mentally or anything, and I don't know if he was laying off the drugs before his overdose because obviously he had drugs yeah. on his thing, but. I feel like he was going into a different direction, but I think he he didn't do that decision he made that day was not smart. No, no, but he was thinking out of. In my eyes, he was thinking out of panic, 
and trying to get himself out of the situation. Yeah, it was impulse. Like, that's another thing. People keep saying, like, hey, don't get me wrong. It wasn't a smart decision. And I'm a huge Juice World fan. Like, now. Not now. I, I was listening to him last year, like, in June. That's really when I got into his music. And I, the, re- the reason I loved him so much, because I feel like this is someone that you could go into so many di- directions with this conversation because of him. Because he represented someone for addiction. You know, someone who's not only, you know, an addict and stuff, but someone who went through anxiety, someone who went through this, through that, you know what I mean? And he was delivering, like, high, you know, just fast-paced music, just fast-paced music, but with a really sad undertone. You hear these songs, and he's talking that's about... That's true. You, you hear, like, like the um, dopest, Lucid Dreams alone. That's what I was going to say. Lucid Dreams sounds like a happy song. It's like, oh, this when you bumps. listen to those lyrics, you're like, bro, he's depressed. Yeah, like, this is... Yo, I heard that in the car. Like, no joke. I remember going to Six Flags. That's when I really heard it, heard it. And I was listening. Like, that was another thing about him. Everything he said was clear. Like, everything he said was clear. You could hear it. So, he was rapping. And he's talking about, you know, I think that you want me dead. I was like, oh, my God. Damn. Like, yo. Like, for me, that was serious. Because, you know... It's not funny, but it's like it came out of nowhere. Like it, I, I didn't expect at the time. I was like, like this song bumps, and then I hear that, and I'm like, you know, he would have a lot of those. And for me, me personally, I was going through something last year too. You know, I was going through multiple things last year that were making me like, like you know, I need you know, music was an outlet. You know, ego or all that stuff was an outlet. Like, you know, taking walks was an outlet, and and trying to find artists that resonate to you. But you thinking like you said with X. You know, when you went through that time, it's like, you know, X is someone who, he was saying stuff that just resonated with you. And although I wasn't addicted, you know, to drugs or anything, Juice World was talking about serious emotional problems. And, like, it just really resonated with me because it was just like, he's making music that is good in terms, like, if you don't want to listen to lyrics, you don't have to. And it's still a good song. But if you want to listen to what he's talking about, it's phenomenal. And... For me, like I was, I started listening to him all the time, all the time, and then I got into his, his, you know, the other albums that he made, and I was, oh my god, this is great. Did that help with your anxiety? Yeah. Did it help? What? How yeah. did it like? Did it help normalize it, or like you come to terms with it, or like when did you really start to come to terms with like the fact that I have anxiety? I think it's really. Like, I've always known, really since, like, third grade, I got introduced to anxiety. But when, you know, it always felt like, for a minute, it was foreign. Like, mm-hmm. people still didn't get it at that age, you know? I didn't even know what the fuck it was. Yeah, no one honest. knew. No one knew, like, even if they had it, they a lot of people weren't introduced to the idea. So everybody that I had conversations with about anxiety it was older people. You know what I mean? And some people would say, like, oh, you're too young to, to feel, the, like, these things. You're too young to even worry about that. But if you're feeling it, you're feeling it. Exactly. If you can't run from that, you can't act like it doesn't exist because that makes it worse. You know what I mean? And then you start growing up in these ways that, you know what I mean? Because you're already growing up and you're seeing the world in a different way. You know, especially in the teen years, you start learning about these new things. And it's like, you know, anxiety. I was talking about it with older people. So when all this stuff was happening, you know, over the years, it became more common. Like people were talking about it more, mental health in general. You know, ex- Juice World, even outside of rap, like more people were talking about just self help, self help, and and just helping yourself overall. 
And I think Juice World at the time that I started listening to him and Tyler, like Igor and all that stuff, it was really like a time where I was really going through it. And I think that it was for a lot of reasons, but I think that their music, it made me feel like exactly what they say. And it sounds cliche, but like you're not alone. It's, it's true though. It's not cliche. Like that's genuine. Yeah. Like there's somebody, you hear him talking about his anxiety and this, and some people might say, oh, this is really sappy and sad. But for me, it's like a, oh shoot, like somebody else feels this. You know, I mean, it's not uncommon. It's not, you know, it's not like, oh my God, like this is not normal. You know, like you don't have to feel like that because now you know, like you're not the only one. Like if you go now, you can go to groups and even beyond that, if you don't want to do that, you can listen to a ton of artists, look at a bunch of videos now that these people are on the same page as you. You know, no matter how weird you think you are, how crazy you think you are, it's not weird. You know, there's other people going through it. And I think those, those just albums just became a soundtrack to me getting better. Like, I'm still not amazing, you know what I mean? Like, everybody always has their, you know what I mean? No one's 100%, but it's like, those albums helped me really understand what I was going through. And it helped me, like, really push forward and really want to follow and just be like, yeah, like, let's keep going, you know? And that's why, like, Juice World and I had the same, like, we had the same birthday, like, same birthday, like, and I, that sounds stupid, but it just felt like everything was lined up so right when I listened to his music, it was, you know, that, that was a little detail, but it was everything he was talking about, there were songs where I take full four, six bars, and it would be, like, exactly pertaining to what I'm going through, and it just, yo, like, you know, that's, that, that anxiety stuff is serious, because, you start to, you know, when you're not surrounded by people, surrounded by like people who have that same thing, mm-hmm. or people who don't understand it, you start to feel like there's more wrong with you. You start to feel like, yo, you know, like this is unnatural. This is, you know, like what is wrong with me? You start blaming yourself. You start, you know what I mean? As just you just trying to figure it out. That's where your mind goes a lot of the time. And I think that. You know what I wish people I wish people could understand that really you know, mental illness is seriously something like it is it's Ill, illness it's, like it's it really is. illness it's, it's it's something that like we try to dance around especially within the youth because we think half of it is a joke but like sit down look at yourself in the mirror and really ask yourself if you're okay and if you're not then how are you going to better yourself yeah because you can say that oh I want to be better I want to do this I want to do that but what are you doing to do that if you're waking up every day to play video games watch anime watch makeup videos mm-hmm. um, flirt with people you don't like like you're just fueling that in a different form because mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to be bedridden eating ice cream all day and you're depressed depression comes in a bunch of different forms like mm-hmm. whether if it's not eating doing something constantly and only doing that one thing like these are real things like you said that you were introduced to anxiety at third grade that's crazy to me third grade yeah like i always had it though like i always had it like looking back on it like because i feel the same way yeah because when you find out about it you're like so have i always had this and now you start thinking of moments where you're like maybe this has always been a part of my life and for a lot of people it is the case like you don't know until someone tells you about it and for me, that's how it was. Like, I was introduced to it in third grade because on my dad's side, that's, we, you know, we just, 
are nervous. Like we just have like a lot of nerves, you know, like a lot of nerve, just like, you know, just being nervous all the time and just being like, you know, just, just having ang like anxiety and, and all that stuff. And, you know, sometimes even being depressed and it's like, you know, I was introduced to that young and, you know, luckily I wasn't, it wasn't like people were pushing me away from like accepting that. Like I was in an environment where people told me, yes, like, oh, this is anxiety, you know what I mean? And people were telling me about it and they weren't like, oh no, that's stupid. Don't worry, like man up or anything. Like nobody was doing that, you know, cause that's very, that's a big problem now. I think always really is that people are told to ignore their feelings. Yeah. And I think that. It definitely happens within young men. Yeah, especially in young men because we're taught to be these people who are always hard, always, you know, oh, you can't, you can't cry, you can't do this, you can't do that. Like, I always said it, like, the worst thing, the thing worse than, like, crying, the one thing that's worse than crying is not being able to. Like, if you cannot cry that out, like, for me, I've always felt like, you know, and this is thankfully against for my environment, and I know there are people who can't do this, but I think that, you know, I would urge anyone who can't like who feels like they can't to try it like if you really feel like you need to cry let it out yes and it sounds simple but you know i know people have a lot of ego and a lot of things that go into that but once you let that out you can reset and yes. you can take your next step you can reflect after but that that's a huge step because if you're not able to cry you're holding on to things you're, you, you're like you know what i mean you're keeping this hard shell when really you know what it is you know internally and that for me has always been, you know, like really crucial to everything. Like now, you know, I think even with anxiety, you learn a lot. You never stop learning about it, about your own anxiety. That is so true. You never stop. Because you could be someone who's super depressed and then you're away from that. But you can still catch anxiety and then realize, oh, this works for me. Like this little strategy, this, that. Like you're constantly learning. And I think that when people call these things mental illnesses, people need to understand that illness is not voluntary you know it's involuntary we can't control oh why are you thinking too much why are you doing this why are you you can't you know what i mean you can't that's part of why it's an illness you know like people don't get it like people think it's just a tagline to put on things you know that's not what it is it's really like you can't get this out your mind or you you can't you know run away from this thought or idea or you know what i mean and it could be the most irrational thing but if it's bothering you it's bothering you you know, it could be the dumbest idea. What, what some people may perceive to be the dumbest idea, but if it's having an effect on you, it's a problem. And that's why, like, you never, you just never stop learning about it. And even now, like, the past year, learned about it. You know what I mean? Like, yo, quarantine. Quarantine, major anxiety, trigger situation for everybody. Everybody's been feeling lonely and it's been causing the golf. Anxious tirades and stuff. I think it's really giving people time with their thoughts and their feelings. Because for those first three months, we didn't do anything. Nothing. Couldn't go outside. We were scared to go outside, too. Like, my mom. <laughs> I'm scared. Now, but like, my mom, if she went to the grocery store, she would go and it's raining. So less people will be outside. Yo, that's people, a even thing. less people will be. She'll be the waiting a week and a half. Like like she'll be waiting. It's like it's raining. I was like, I have to go. Have to go. <laughs> Yo, I remember she did that one time, and I was like, "This is this is gonna be a, a thing." Yeah. And she just stopped. But 
like things like that like I, I definitely saw the anxiety with my mom because my mom was terrified to go outside mm-hmm. after a point like you really see how people were were dealing with it and like for me personally I I I've, I've, like that first month I accepted my fate I was just yeah, like, yeah, like this, there's a virus that's gonna kill people if you go outside like we're done yeah. but then when you I started to learn about it. I did my research, and now you know we're six months in, and it's different now. Yeah, it's completely different. And but we, it's still there. It's just not killing people. I think that's the thing that really scared people into getting into that panic state because people were dying, and people were dying every day. The number was getting bigger. Yep, rapidly. It was a couple dozen, and then a couple hundred, and then a couple thousand. And hundreds of thousands, and then it was like, all right, we're and then they started closing down um, international flights. They closed down flights themselves. They closed down schools, traveling schools, getting like getting sent back home after being away on campus was a little relief because I didn't want to be at school anymore. Mm. But it was also like terrifying because I just got like here. I world. just made friends, and I have to say bye to everybody, and go sit in my room with my mom for like <laughs> god knows how many months like I'm gonna go crazy I feel like I did go crazy to a point but it was part of the process though. it definitely needs to happen like yeah. it got me closer to my mom in a lot of ways like being forced to be with my mom seeing my mom every day at first I was like bro why is she in the crib like yeah, 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 crib. yeah. <laughs> but it got to a point where I was like my it's getting old. Like, like I'm okay with it. I'm not mad, but like I when I need a break from my mom, I know I need a break from my mom. Or when I need to stay home to just get a break from outside, I stay home. I feel like it's really helped me with things like that, and I've I've had moments where like I've been really emotional in my room just because I'm in my room all day. Like mm-hmm. those first two months. It's just a lot of like, uh, I guess I'm playing video games today, and half hmm. of it wasn't even fun. I was just doing it to do it. Yeah, have something to occupy. Yeah, like it's it was really crazy that we were at that point in our lives, and everybody dealt with it differently, and with their own anxieties and their own mental health issues. Cause it was very apparent that a lot of people have anxiety when that first month of quarantine kicked in. Yeah. I mean, you saw it at a crazy rate, and I think that, I think it was it's also, it was kind of needed, because we need to understand how much we have, you know, when this is over, too, like, how much we really have at our disposal, how many tools, you know, the, the access to people, it's needed to understand, like, we need to, I'm not saying lose people, but lose those privileges, those abilities to really appreciate them more, and I think that you know, it's messed up. The death toll is crazy. You know, it went from, oh, I heard this person has it, to, okay, who doesn't have it? Because now it's everyone's, you know, it's like, yo, it's, it's everyone's had it or, you know, whatever. Like, everybody's coming in contact with it somehow. So it's like, you know, it's messed up. I know, you know, we know a lot of people that died from it. We know. You know, we know we, we talk to these people who've lost family members and, you know, it's serious. But it's interesting to see how it also affected, like you said, people's mental health and how they approach things now differently. You know, when you can go outside, 
when you can do this, you know, even with the curfew, eight o'clock cur- curfew, like, yeah. I'll walk my dog at eight o'clock. Why, you know, I can't walk my dog now. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got the, yo, I swear to God, we, we came out of the car one day a little bit after eight o'clock. No, it was like 10 o'clock. I'm lying. It was like 10 o'clock and we coming from like upstate and parked the car and it's already past curfew. We're getting home. And I was like nervous because there were mad cops outside, like on every corner. And this is, you know, it's the hood. So like, they really, they really trying to catch somebody. You already know they really trying to catch somebody. So, we're, you know, we're walking. I'm like, I'm looking around. It's like extra quiet. You know, you see the lights going, but there's no cars. You know, it's like, it's just scary. So you like that. Oh, you know, and you see dudes in the cars like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you see them watching us. I'm like, oh, yo, this is crazy. Yo, we go. And it was all fine, but like we wanted to get up there fast because there were vans. Like yeah, you really feel the watching. pressure. Yeah. I, like that first day that Cuomo issued it, I was I went outside, and before I, I came home, I made I like I was making sure I got home beforehand because I was that was around the time I was going out to protest and stuff. Yeah. So there were protests for the curfew, which I would have loved to have gone to because those that was the one in front of Trump Tower. But like you really got to <laughs> that would've been crazy. That would've been crazy. World, I've seen footage from it. It's really. I'm so happy that we've like we're in that this funk of like weirdness because we're really trying to make change right now. Like there's, like I'm, I'm guaranteed there's a group of people somewhere downtown yelling out Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. and that makes me happy. Like, so happy because it was a trend for like that first couple months but people were really dedicated to now, it now right now yes months like, later like it's crazy uh, what is it it's um or is Oregon where George Floyd was killed was it Oregon I don't know I don't, I don't know remember the exact place I don't know what state he was killed in I want to say Oregon that was foul bro but yeah it definitely was but where he was killed, they sectioned off like a certain part of the city, and it's no police zones. Like they have control, the people have control. Well, that gotta happen. That, that sounds like actually. It's kind of like idea. chaos over there. I'm not gonna lie, because a lot of people just do it, post a picture on Instagram and call it a day. But there's a lot of people that are doing it for like mm-hmm. longevity for the long term because they want change. Like they want to see things change. And that's beautiful in my eyes. Like, yeah, it's it's phenomenal. I think the whole movement. Like, I didn't. I I mean, Black Lives Matter has been a thing for a minute, but I feel like this is the one time that since it's existed, despite protests before, which I'm not saying they're insignificant, but it feels like people are really here, like really repping, like. And another thing, like I I, I have the put this out here because I think people don't think about this enough you know for the people who don't understand the movement or not not don't understand the movement but they oppose it because they think it's an organization because I, I keep hearing it I'm so sick of people saying that I don't organi- think people were saying it's an organization well because like you know they had Black Lives Matter like you would donate to Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. so people look at it and instead of looking at it as a movement they start looking at that one organization as the whole movement so now they start seeing oh Look at where they're putting their money. They start, you know, micromanaging what, looking at what they're putting their money into, and 
I'm happy that now it feels like right now people threw that away, that idea away and are just as a movement. I don't care what organization's backing it, no matter what, we as a people are doing things to, you know, without money, doing it on the street. You know what I mean? Like people were so like that's why I don't understand about the other side. And I don't want to say the other side. I want to say the side that doesn't that doesn't rock with Black Lives Matter. The All Lives Matter. The, the blue All Lives, lives matter, matter. The Blue Lives those. Matter. Listen, you know, it's not about organizations. It's not about that. It's about a principle. Word. And that's about... That's literally the whole point. You know, all lives should matter, but if you're still killing us at this rate, they obviously don't. So we have to tell you that, you know, our lives, our, our lives, black lives, you know, like, listen... I'm not black directly. You know, I'm Puerto Rican. I grew up around black people. Family members, friends, you know, neighbors. This is our community. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is who, this is us. Like, I don't care what nobody says, this is us. And for me, it's like, you know, they want to say all lives matter, but they're not practicing what they're preaching. You nope. know what I mean? Because all lives should matter, but if you're not, if you're not doing it like that, if, if, we got people getting pulled over for just being black. If we got people just getting shot, not even just getting shot, actually just like just getting shot in general is crazy. But sh- getting shot while sleeping in your house, getting shot without a warrant, sleeping, getting while shot while going into your car, getting kneeled on for eight minutes and how many seconds? Eight minutes and thirteen seconds, something like that. Like it's crazy. That's ridiculous. And that's only three cases this year. There's been a but dozen that's not more. Even, yeah, all the names. That there's been a dozen more this year, and God knows how many within the past five, ten. Like, it's sad that the people that are supposed to protect us are the one that's killing us. That's why what's happening is happening. Like, it's not because we want to be on billboards and things. Like, no, we don't want to be killed anymore. Mm-hmm. So, we're standing up to that injustice, and. You know, to all those people that still protest to this day, I respect that. I completely respect that. And to all the people that mm-hmm. have done anything, whether it's from posting something on Instagram or going out and being a part of that movement, it's part, It's doing something. You're planting a seed. And it might not happen overnight, but it's definitely going to happen. Like, this fight has been happening for generations, and now it just got passed on to us. Yep. And we can either laugh about it and go on Instagram and be stupid yeah or we can do something with it we can use our platforms in our own ways to help push the movement forward because that's the end goal the end goal is to you know have a level of equality because granted we're not you know segregated or anything but things like this definitely put that barrier up and make you wonder like damn, you really don't want to see us win just because of the color of our skin or just because where we're born or raised, like, that's just, that's like that's mm-hmm. bullshit to me. It brings up a new perspective, like, listen, you know, I, I just never liked, I don't like when people make generalizations at all, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't like generalizations, mm-hmm. no matter what side, no matter who says it, you know what I mean? Because, like, you know, I feel like Listen, you know, there's a lot of nuance in wherever, you know, I've, I met, listen, I have a lot of like white friends, you know, that are good people. They don't mean bad, you know what I mean? 
but they understand why this is happening and they down with the movement because they understand that you know there's injustice mm-hmm. you know it doesn't take you to be black or to be a minority to understand that I feel like it's just basic principle yeah like it's it's you can't keep excusing this you can't keep excusing it you can't keep saying why are you asking for more you can't keep because listen I ain't gonna lie it's a lot easier now than it was in the 1800s to be colored however it's still not easy it's easier not easy you know what I'm saying like it's gotten easier for us to do a lot of different things but there's a lot of people that don't want us to do those things now and and you know it's 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 really just toxic for the image not only the image of the country really just just the foundations the the principles that the country was built on if you want to really talk about liberty just for all this stuff, if you want us to stand during the national anthem, all this stuff, you want us to stand for things that are not even practiced, you know what I mean? You want us to stand for things that aren't even, listen, I respect like soldiers, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, I respect soldiers. I respect those people who put their life on the line. You know, I, I, you know, I can't imagine what that's like, you know, and I, I can't, I have nothing respect for those people. But don't get me wrong. Like, you know, a lot of those people, World War Two, they they were black. World War Two, black. You know, going fighting for this country, came back nothing. These people were still getting treated like trash when they came home. That's that is that not is that not is that not like you go you fight for this country that's supposed to represent liberty, justice for all. And you come you know? back to getting spit at and saying and and lynched and and you know how is that right? You know what I'm saying like. And that's the more extreme version than now, but there are people still getting lynched. Like, we don't talk about it, but there are people still going through these things. Like, it's not as blatant, maybe, as it was at that time, but... Because it's subtle now. Now it's subtle. Microaggressions and... Oh, what's uh, what's that word that you used there, buddy? Like... Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, like little statements. Like, you know what I mean? Like, little side, like... But it's... Yo, like, what? You know this is crazy like to see that this is really what's in their mind like you know what I mean I feel like Trump adding fuel to the fire you know but even it's beyond him like it's not as bigger than him but it's it's like really people adding fuel to the fire you know all that stuff happening it's crazy it's just crazy and I think that you know people need to stop thinking about specifics and oh my god you're saying black instead of all lives matter you're saying this and, and all lives should matter and all this, stop thinking about the technicalities of it. Understand the principles. Understand what we're talking about. Why are we saying Black Lives Matter? It's obvious why. It's because you guys clearly don't get that. You know what I mean? Like we, and that's you know what's crazy? It's literally matter, which is the bare minimum. Matter. And there's people that think that that's an issue. Like at that point, matter. Your thing, your your views are clear. Like you don't want the movement to go anywhere cause if you're focused on things like that like but not only are they racist now they're in denial facts like <laughs> how you how are you you, you racist oh, right and let's say you hate a group right and I'm not that's not right that's not right at all it's disgusting you hate a group but you cannot deny that colored people especially black people makes up huge backbone of this country of course culture just you know 
a lot of the structures, the, the everything. It's everything. It's everywhere. You know, our soundtrack is black. You know, all the places that you see around us, the structures, all that black, built by black people. You know, all the the rich people who got rich off of, or the families that got rich off of, you know, tobacco, this, this, that. Who was doing that? You know what I'm saying? It was black. All that's black. So you can't deny it. You know, you're racist, which is disgusting, but not only are you racist, but you can't see, you're just so racist that it's blinding you to even see the reality of the situation. You know what I mean? Like, that is crazy. Yo, like, to me, that is crazy because these people feel so strongly about whatever they believe in that they're not willing to see that everything they eat, they listen to, you know, a lot of white artists are trying to be like black people because black people, we inspire the culture, you the know what culture, I mean? Like, yeah. A lot of things that we do musically, um, fashion-wise, fucking our slang. Slang like, alone, yo. Slang, like half the things that we've made up, other people use. And that's not even just to say white people, like, you know, other minorities and other cultures themselves have adopted certain things because mm-hmm. of black people. Like, and that's crazy to think, but we don't get that credit. No, it's always an afterthought. What's crazy is they give us that credit overseas. Yes. In, in, in South Korea. They Bro, do rap over there. Everywhere across the world, besides America, like, they love black people. They give credit. And then, in our own country, that people literally got shipped here from another country to get here. We weren't even here on, on, on purpose. Nope. Shipped here. We here, and we making waves. And, you know, we, we treat it like trash, but we're making, we're still making waves. We're still building all the stuff that you want us to build, but we're still making waves. We're still that culture. You can't get rid of that. You can't get rid of... They think it's like residue. You know what I mean? Like, they think it's like, oh, like, it's like they're an afterthought. No. You know, we're here. Like, we're here. You know, and I think that that's something that's crazy that they won't accept that. They won't accept it. And that's like, yo, you're really blind. Like, you're blind. It's disgusting. And, and you know, people will keep on trying to make excuses. Keep on trying to make excuses. You know, despite, you know, even uh, oh, oh, aside from the language and all that stuff, where you're saying that we don't matter, you're saying this, you're saying, no one's saying nothing. You you guys literally, like, victim, they're putting victimizing their themselves. victim mentality onto us exposing the injustice. Like, what? How are you trying to be the victim in this situation? That doesn't make sense. The whole to problem me. started with, with people who were one track minded like that. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying like, I'm not trying to, you know, say white people are the villains. I'm just trying to say racist people are the villains. Because we have people that are skin color that are racist. Being racist and they, they don't, don't even know it. And they don't even acknowledge it. And it's like, racist people are the problem. It doesn't matter who, who you are. You could be white, you could be black, you could be whoever. If you're racist, you're the problem. You know what I mean? It's a fact. And the crazy thing is, I seen a video. I don't know if you saw that guy. That he's like the KKK infiltrator guy, oh. where he changes people's like minds. And yeah. That shows you, yo, people be on some real crazy racist vibes 
and they can still change. And it's like, yo, these people are so in-depth in this that they're not willing to even do that. They're not willing to even... It, it's just crazy to me. Because these people, it's not like, you know, they don't have a chance. Like, they act like we're just targeting them for no reason. Like, no. No, they did it for them. They did it to themselves. They've been doing it to themselves for years. And things are happening now. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like if... I've been saying this, but I feel like if Trump gets elected again, something's going to happen. Like, well, I think that's going to be it. I think something... It's not going to be the same as when he first got elected. I don't of think course so. not. I think people are really going to like do something. Like They're going to get mad. I wouldn't say that for Biden because I feel like people think Biden is our you know, only way out, which in a lot of ways he is. But Yeah, man. I mean, look. I feel like we have to focus on, you know, we have to focus on ourselves. We have to focus on what we're going to do. No matter who's elected, we need to ensure that. Word. These com- because look at these companies. These companies are, yo, if we don't put a Black Lives Matter sign up, yo, it's going to be a problem. Like, they, they got to listen to us because they know that they saw what was happening. You know what I mean? They saw what was happening. They saw how angry people were. They don't want none of that. You know what I mean? So they got to listen to us. They got to listen to us. So that's how I see it. Like, you know, yes, we could go vote and all that stuff. And we can do stuff. I'm going to vote. You know, everybody has their own preference. You know, but if that doesn't go right, we have to still proceed. The fight does not end there. You know, and we got to still make ways for ourselves. We're not done now either. Like, no, hell no. We're not done until justice for all these people have been given that's facts like it's to this day Breonna Taylor has still not gotten the justice she deserved did they even do a hearing nothing they did nothing they're still like I think the case is still ongoing but like what is there to what is there to keep going like yeah. these people came into her house shot her like this a, arrest them it's crazy too that the justice system won't even acknowledge like there's a protocol even if you don't want to look at it like, okay, these cops did it. Those cops did it without a warrant. There's a problem there. Yes. And who else was there? Who else is going to... Like, just put it... Like, there's so many problems with that. There's so many... Even down to the littlest... The smallest details. Smallest details. You know, the cops not having a warrant. Them going there and shooting her is the biggest detail of all. But you got to hit them with everything. Like... This is all the stuff that's in line. How are you not doing this? Yet? How is how are these people not arrested? Like, to me, that's so crazy that, like, we need to literally have a video of somebody getting shot by somebody. For them to even, even then, it's like, oh. Even then, it's like, I don't, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, like, it's like, maybe. slipped. Yeah, like. Like, bro, he pulled the gun out, said freeze, dude didn't do anything, got shot in the neck, in the chest. George Floyd. Not doing anything, mind his own business, getting kneeled on, saying I cannot breathe, Eric Garner saying I cannot breathe, still being held in that chokehold, being held with that knee on your neck, like, come on, it's it's crazy because also with that it's like, you know, there are people saying that. I heard somebody say this. I don't know. I don't think it was a widespread thing, but. Or somebody said that George Floyd had like a criminal record. I've heard anything. And about I that. said, no matter what he had, 
There's a protocol. Now, yes, that's the truth. That, that what, how, how, how the hell you gonna? Well, a bunch of these people, or all these racist people, a bunch of them have records. They're not getting punished for nothing. Right. You know what I mean? I don't care what he had on his record. There's a protocol you have to follow as a police officer. Mm-hmm. They're not doing that. And not only they're not doing that, but they're killing people as a result of not following the protocol. How 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 is that? How does that work? Like how how like you how does not like I don't know how you explain that to somebody and they just like maybe no maybe you saw it you know look there's a lot of like videos where they you know oh it's one sided it's this and and you know it's only with the media showing you a cop had this dude on the floor he was cuffed he could not do nothing he could not do nothing all he had to do was get off his back. All he had to do was get off his back. Literally, he was cuffed. He couldn't. He couldn't do nothing. You know what I mean? How you cuffed him? You could. You could get up from the position he was in. He. He couldn't. You know, and like that to me is just like the re- the fact that he didn't do it. It says a lot. Like, and the fact that they're not, but they persecuted him. They still got out on bond. Like, and all the they don't care. They don't care. They don't. And all the cops that were there with him just watched. Like, if I'm, if I was ever a cop. And I saw something like that happening, like I'm interfering, because that's just there's a right way to arrest somebody, and then there's killing someone, like it's a pretty drastic difference. Mm-hmm. Like you can cuff the person, read them their rights, put them in the back of the car. Like it's literally that. But simple. where does the knee come in? You know what I'm saying? Like where does the knee come in? How everybody with their phones out saying something, all the cops around you just looking at you like, like. Come on, bro. I don't understand how... It's not okay to kneel during the anthem, but it's okay to kneel on your back. How is that... Like, I, I'm, I'm just like... There's a, there's a thing, like, when I when I talk to people about this who really don't don't get it, like, it doesn't register, and they're against the movement. They're against all this. They're against... they like... I don't know, bro. Like, they, they're looking for any excuse, anything, any record, anything, whatever, that they can excuse this behavior. And it's like, why are you trying so hard? Why? You know, like, what is it that you want to protect? I think it's they want to protect their their, their mindset. They want to protect that yeah. that twisted dream that they have. And it's just not, that's not what we do here. Nope. Friends, all different colors. We, you know, no matter what, we all together vibing. That's what we do. That that should be America. You know what I'm saying? Like, those protests are beautiful. Those protests, you got white people, black people, Spanish people, Asian people. You got people from the Middle East. You got people all, all, all over the place. The Amish. You got the Batman. You got a Bat- Spider-Man. You got everybody. Like. You got, yo, bro, like, let me tell you something. That is what America is. All those people who racist, no matter what color you are, no matter where you're from, that's trash. You know what I mean? Right. You trash. You could change, but you don't want to. And that's crazy. It's sad. It's crazy. Because those people can become good people but they're so disgusted they're so so caught in this mindset that they don't want it they don't even want that they it's like i don't even know bro like i don't understand what drives that behavior and maybe it's because we from new york you know what i'm saying new york you got yeah we're people down the block you know the ox is in the store fucking chinatown yeah three blocks away yeah and across the street is a white person yeah gentrified like um housing where you know like, there's white people living there, and 
you got people all over the place, different colors. Like, and I, I know maybe in different places that's different, but there got to be a point where you you go to somewhere, whether it's a city, a town, whatever, and you see all different races, and you start opening your eyes to these things. You're like, wow, there has to be like I just can't, I refuse to believe that that's not a thing because, you know, you go, you go, yes, like let's say you from Tennessee. Uh, Louisiana, some some spot in the, in the south, let's say, where they don't really have a bunch of variety of people. Like the areas are very either secluded or whatever. There has to be a point where you have to go get gas somewhere. You have to go stop somewhere, and you gotta run into somebody that's a different race from you. And then you just like, you know, what I mean, like something, like there's no way that everybody has like hatred for. I I just, I just can't believe that. Like that's crazy to me. I, I just feel, you know, it's insane. The, the quarantine, all this stuff has been explosive and like it's been a lot. It's just been a lot. It's been I've a been lot. lot. It's been so much packed in a few months and you know that was the first four or five months and that's not even you know a chunk of, that's a chunk of the year but it's not even half of the year. It's almost half and you know for me, you know during this time also you know, I feel like there's a lot of people going through a lot of mental things from this as well because there's a lot of chaos, you know. Because at first it was because you're lonely. You know what I mean? You're lonely and you feel like you can't go outside. You can't you're, do all the things lonely, you want to do. You're bored. You have no job. You're yeah. just there. And now it's like, oh, you know, the anxiety's coming because there's so much happening right now. I have to go to school, work, this, um, this, this, that. And, you know, people get choked out, you know, it's so much happening. COVID's still spreading. It's just, it's a lot. Like, there are people, and that that's where, like, for me, you know, the beginning of this year, when COVID happened, I was, like, I was I was lonely. Like, I ain't gonna lie. I was feeling lonely because it's, like, you can't go outside. You're nervous. You're nervous to be in crowds of people. You know, and that's all New York is, crowds of people. So it's, like, lines at the deli, everything feels scary. Like, yo, and, you know, for me, in like, you know, May, you know, I finished my semester off. It was hard. It was it was so hard to find motivation and everything to finish it off. I finished it off. And I just have a lot of time to think. You know what I mean? It's more time to think. When you have a lot of time to think, like you said, you start reflecting a lot. You start, you know. Look inward. Yeah, you look inward. You look in the mirror and you're like, yo, like, there's like a lot of stuff that I haven't figured out. It's a lot of stuff that's bothering me. There's a lot of stuff, this, this, that. And for me, it drove me to, it drove me to that point like of like extreme stress. Like, it was right when the Black Lives Matter thing started, like heavily again. It started picking up again. And I, you know, I supported the movement. But I was in such a crazy mental state that it was hard. You know, because it was like, I want to support this movement. But right now, I'm going through it. I'm going through it. Like, I can't, I can't even go outside. Like, I wasn't going outside. You know, I wasn't getting up from the bed. I wasn't eating this, this, that. And I feel like, you know, it it was just a lot of stress because it was so much. It was a sensory overload. It was so much. And I think that, you know, it made me look in. It made me find out what was going on, you know, with with finding out, like, all this stuff all these ideas or me just getting nervous and stressed out it's like 
as an effect of, of OCD. It's an effect of this, this, that. Like, exactly what we're talking about, learning more about yourself. All this stuff gave me fuel to learn about myself more. It was not only making me learn about people more, because, you know, when, this, when these things happen, you start to realize all these systems we have in place that people, you know, societies put up, cops, you know, government, um, banks, and, and all this stuff, you start to realize when revolution and all that stuff is really happening, you start to realize, yo, this is what these people really think of us. You know what I'm saying? And it changes your perspective. And in the middle of a pandemic, that's already changing how you look at social interaction, how you look at, you know, what you need in your life and as a human. And, and all this stuff is at the same time. It's like everything is just clashing. Everything is, you know what I mean? Like, crazy. You know, and I know a few people that had mental, you know, I don't say breakdowns, but people who had mental episodes because it was just a lot. And for me, you know, for me, that one thing about constantly learning rings true because, you know, I've dealt with anxiety forever for like a long time. And, you know, 2017, they diagnosed me with OCD. I didn't know what that was. Like, I didn't know what it did. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know what it did. You know, like they tell me that and I'm thinking that is is picking things up, putting things down, making sure everything's organized. You know? Yeah, because that's what it's... Like on TV and stuff, I always thought it was like cleaning. Like it, I thought it was always tend to cleaning in your space. But when you broke it down for me, then I was like, damn, like it makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I understand why you've been like this for years. Because ever since we were kids, you could see how like you were with the way you played games or the music that you listened to. Like you yeah. do things because you're OCD. And you didn't know that because that was just you. And so you go to the doctor and then they say you have OCD. Right, like you don't have a name for it yet. Like what you said about anxiety, like mm-hmm. you said you had it like forever. You just didn't have the name for it yet. You couldn't say what it was, but you had it, you felt it. That's what it was. Like for me, I was diagnosed with that years ago. I've always felt, I think I've always felt the effects of it though. Because thinking back to it, since young, I've, I've been feeling the effects. And everybody that I've told that to, they tell me the same thing. Like, oh, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, everybody gets it once I break it down because that's, it's, it's been, I've been like that. You know, I've always been like that. I've always been, like, nervous, overthinking things. You know, back, forth, thinking about things that don't even matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, all this stuff and, and, you know, just fearing things so much that it drives me crazy. And, like, you know, it's just, like, with that, the reason even though that was years ago that I was diagnosed with that, I didn't understand until this pandemic. Because when this happened, now the Black Lives Matter was coming up. And it felt like, yo, like I just got finished with my semester and all this stuff is happening. And yo, it's just, you know, you're going on Instagram, all this stuff is stressing you out. Like you see people getting killed and, and, and this. And yo, like these are my people. This is, oh my God, you know, it's a lot. And it was so much for me, like, and I think everybody handles these situations differently. You got bipolar disorder, whatever. Like, however, there's always that moment of like you feeling something, and then when you find out what it is, you're like, you know, and then and like really find out what it is. Then you're like, oh shoot, and you reflect. And when I did my research, and I found out what it was, that it was a result of the OCD, because I always thought that look like 
I pick on my fingers. You know, I bite my lips. I, I like, I mess with my face a lot. That's that's all out of the nervousness. Yeah. That's all the nervousness. That's all nerve driven because it's like you know, kind of like fidget spinners. You know, like the whole reason that was a thing is because you need something to fidget constantly. Mm-hmm. And when you have nothing to fidget with and you're outside, you just find anything. And um, that was always a result of that. The all the nerves and the, the fear coming from that, all that overthinking is like you know, it, it, it would make me do stuff like that. It also ruined friendships and relationships with people. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of friendships I could say I had where, you know, I overthought, you know, something or, and people were like, yo, you good? Like, you know what I mean? Like, just, it just made people look at me different. And, you know, when I found out that that was a result all this time of OCD, that it's more than just organizing things. It's about, you know, you obsessing about a fear or a thought you know, constantly going over it, constantly going over it, and then doing something to remedy that thought, you know, like, you know, I would have thought loops, like, crazy, crazy, like, thought loops, like, just not stopping thinking, day to night, wake up nauseous, wake up nauseous, I don't want to eat, I don't want to do nothing, I don't want to get out of the covers, I feel uncomfortable, you know, I can't even walk Nigel, I can't do nothing, I can't walk the dog, nothing, um, and that's when I really, like, when I found out what it was, I almost, like, I really almost cried. Like, I was on the brink of crying because it's like, you know, it's like, you know you have this problem. You can't put your finger on it, though. You don't know how to solve it. You don't even know if anyone else has this problem. You know, especially mental illness, it's not in front of you. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not right here. here. Yeah, it's all what you're dealing with. And then whoever you reveal that to, you reveal that to. You know, and, you know, some people don't want to do that. You know, stigmas and stuff and... Some people don't want to do that, but I think it's important because it makes people. It, it is. It's a huge tool when you tell each other. So when you can talk to people about what's going on in your head, it really just makes you feel more human again. Like when I have my moments and I'm like, "Bro, I'm anxious," or I have anxiety, or like I'm uncomfortable because I don't like where I am. Like I try to vocalize that with the people that I do trust because I they know that I have anxiety like and for you like when you tell me things like you've been thinking about something constantly and I try to just give you my perspective on it or give you my look on it I feel like it helps you you know just bring you back to reality or where you were before that thought because it's okay to overthink but when you overthink to that point where you're starting to like feed off of that thought then it's like don't get calm. Don't get calm the loop. Because yeah. once you get calm the loop, like you really get. That's when up. it's over. Because you start, yeah. you start, you already in this mindset, you know, and you think that the remedy to thinking, and and the remedy to being nervous is is thinking more, and you keep thinking and you keep thinking, and it gets worse, and you start yeah, looking for reassurance. Stuck. You get stuck in your head. Yeah, and it's just like, yo, like when I found out that's what that's what it's about. That's what OCD is. I look, it changed my perspective on my life completely. It changed how, you know, like, the thing is, I don't want to ever sound like I'm handicapped. Because that's not, that's it's not what it is. It's a superpower. Yeah, it's a Kanye superpower. Said. Like Kanye said, it's a superpower. Like, it's something that, once you acknowledge it, you can control it. You know, it takes time. You can control it. You can learn how to live with it. But, yo, like, all those years thinking that, yo, there's something wrong or like not even like why am I just this way like I just thought it was part of my traits you know everybody always be yo you know 
making fun and it's not that I feel bad about that I don't feel bad about that it's just you know people just don't know the situation they make fun and you laugh at it and everything and it's fine but it's you know there's a part of you that starts to think like yo why am I like that you know what I mean why am I like that you know what is it about myself that makes me like that like and you know I feel like it's it, when I found that out it changed everything and I wanted more people to understand that I had a you know illness that I didn't really understand you know like this is an illness this is something that's not voluntary it's not you trying to make excuses and sound like oh please you know oh like please help me or you know which is fine to seek seek help as well but I'm saying like you know some people think it's it's all to get attention mm-hmm. which is not if you're feeling something you're feeling something you know, and you know if you if you know you're feeling something, if you know you're in stress because your thoughts, or you're in stress for some reason, you don't have to validate that that to anyone who doesn't believe you, because you know what's going on. You know what I mean? You know, even if you don't know the specifics, you understand how you feel. You know, you know if if you're not, oh my God, I'm not feeling right. I'm not feeling right. My stomach is hurting, or like my heart feels heavy, and I'm I'm like I'm getting I, it's hard for me to breathe. You know, like when I'm having these thoughts or whatever. Like only you know that and if anyone ever tries to question that that's you don't have to prove that because for me I've always felt like that I've always felt like oh this person doesn't believe me they think I'm lying then I have to like I have to question myself now am I lying am I no you're not lying you're going through something you know what I mean you're going through something and that's extremely important because you know I think we have to find a way to start getting to the bottom of these issues you know, instead of just living there and just, you know, some people are in denial about it. Some people accept it, but they don't do nothing. You know, because some people don't know where to start. But you got you got to know what it is that you have before you can move anywhere. And it's like you said, it's you got to take that step. Only you could take that step to bettering yourself. And I think that I want everybody to know that. Because I think that there's so many people, especially like you said, with COVID, are feeling lonely and depressed and, you know... You know, there are people with also with medical conditions. Like they literally can't leave the house. Like they'll die. Like they leave the house and they get sick and it's over. They got autoimmune diseases and stuff, and it's just like, you know, those people. Imagine what they're going through mentally. You know, and and I, you know, mental illness is really something that it really needs to be taken as something that you go to the hospital for. You know, taking as seriously as that. Like people don't do that, and I think that, you know, people like Kanye. You know what I'm saying? Like, how he goes to the hospital and then comes out and starts embracing that. And then, you know, I don't agree with Kanye with a lot of things. You know, we know, we, we talked about this before, too. When that whole thing with the, you know, I was going to say the IGN. The, <laughs> the you know what I'm saying? The TMZ, you know the situation? Yes, sir. I was not feeling that because I, I know differently than that I know that nah, this is not no I love Kanye but this is not it mm-hmm. like as a Kanye fan too he's always praised free thought we should be able to have an opinion about that you know what I mean as fans no matter what so you know, I always felt that way and then you know you look at his mental health situation bipolar disorder he's you know crying about his daughter and how he feels about his daughter People just go and run with it and start memeing him instantly. And I know the internet's like that. You know, we're gonna laugh at some. We're gonna, you know, blah blah blah. You know, it, it, yeah, like don't get me wrong, we're human. You know, it's okay to laugh. At it's okay things. to laugh at things, but, but when you're laughing at somebody breaking down because 
like at first I didn't know what was happening, but he said that he was crying because he was talking about him almost aborting North. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy. I never knew that that even crossed no. their mind. But that just shows like they're people, and they really thought the pregnancy through, and they're like, "Do we really think we're ready?" And obviously, you know, North is however old she is now, and mm-hmm. it's it's just crazy to think that people just laugh at certain things that shouldn't be laughed at because you know Kanye does have a mental illness and he is bipolar and like you said he's the se-
recognizes that he's dating her. Well, the law has – I mean, I – you know, my point was the language is unequivocal and it's unequivocal and overbroad. The fact that there's no criminal element doesn't make him – the court can overturn it. It's just clear that it's a void sentence. What's the problem – well, let's look at – again, this is my notes. The Aguilera habeas petition is declared voidable for the reasons of third, you know, good reasons, whatever. But there's another one. It's okay that he's not prosecuted, but what does the Supreme Court really mean if it's unequivocal? Because in Aguilera, the federal petition was overturned. Yeah, no, yeah, like – no, it's a plea. There's – but you can just really see that from all the things I tried to do. Yeah, like you have to read it like this. Mexico nationalizes identification, and that's where it's like, all right, you know, what are you doing? You know, like, listen, we all laugh at things, and we joke that he got unconscious on third floor from the paragraph, and that's just throwing old statements. But come on. Like, we've had instances that, you know, where it goes crazy. You know, like, I've never – I don't like that. Like, I've had instances – like, we've all had instances where we say things that make you think a little less and bring up things in the future. But there are people who live in that country who just can't stand it. But I got to keep it because if you say something, you're recognizing that there's another side of you that, you know, and we can move on from that and we can avoid that in the future. That kind of thing is what I'm afraid of. But it is important to know what you're doing because that's what a lot of people don't know. I'm afraid of losing my job. When you got to defend yourself, listen, when you got to defend yourself, you got to defend yourself. You can't just then reinforce this behavior that they just keep on messing with. You know, I get that. Like, that is extremely important because this world ages, bro. I learned that the past four years, five years, six, whatever, really high school, you know, and middle school, high school, I learned that this world is stuck on you. If you keep on letting them stuck on you, you know, sometimes you're going to get stuck on when you don't even want to and you're not even doing anything wrong and you're not um, doing yourself. However, you know, if you put on some softness and you always, it's okay to be a sensitive person, but if you're someone who is super, like, gullible, always, you know, vulnerable, that's not going to work because you can keep taking advantage of them. Yeah, and it's also one of those things, like, you know, how do you 
as new transformation about yourself will be shown in your work. You know what I mean? Like, the way I see it is, even when I mentioned this to you earlier, you know, I have to be comfortable that who I say I am. I have to achieve a state where I don't view it as, because I encounter you guys differently. Like, seriously, I'm not feeling bad about that. That's that's just the truth. Right, that's just the truth. Yeah, like, even if you do, like, all right, like, whatever. You know, I don't don't really care. It's not, like, that's why I don't feel like I'm going to have, they're going to get me or they're going to cut, you know, like, cut me off. Like, it's not not that serious. Um, For me, you know, for me personally, you know, not saying what the common person is, right? They have to, they're going to come through with this stuff, too. You know, that's just, you got to do it, but... Listen, you got to defend yourself, but, you know, when, when you're done defending yourself, you have to give your second brother, your gay, whatever, who is perceived as your best course of action. Because sometimes, you know, these girls are filled with different, different, you know, they, they become more than words. Like, that's always why I don't even like entertaining that stuff. You know, people think that if you fight, it's because you, you feel different from them. So, I just don't want to entertain that. Because then where are we going? Like, after that, if I, okay, so I know, like, if somebody's just trying it, and I'm saying, you know, keep going, and listen, the moment I say something, it's going to be bad, you know? And that's not me just sounding like, oh, I'm the best at this, blah, 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 I'm like, I'm the best at those three things. No, but if I say something, that moment is going to be bad. It's going to be uncontrolled. No, it's going to be on some real, like, it's, these words are going to make me upset. And that's not because, um, you know, it's not because I want that. I want to be a fight with you. It's because I'm getting attacked. And there's a, there has to be a stopping point. There has to be. There has to be. It, we cannot keep going with that behavior. Because, yes, you're not supposed to speak to people's level. But if they keep getting in your way, if they keep getting in your way, if they keep trying to, um, you know, change how people perceive you, or they keep trying to discriminate you or put you in front of them, you know, you can keep receiving day-to-day basis or, or um, even beyond that, like, if it's somebody in the workplace, you know, you can't tolerate that. You, this is your environment. These are your people. You can't sacrifice them. I had so many issues with that, you know, in the past few years where, like, people were really, like, they think, like, they were, they were friends, but they found me a lot in a way that was malicious. Like, they wanted to be, like, you know, bullying me. So the moment I come out of my space now, I'm the problem. Now it's all it's my fault. But it's because they're not used to it. You led to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when you defend yourself, the only reason it keeps coming out of your face is because they're not used to you doing that. Oh, oh, it's, oh, what are you doing too much? It's because I didn't do anything before. Now I'm doing too much. When I should have did something before, now I was doing too much. You know, I want to defend myself. Now we're doing too much. You know, you got to get that with everything. Get that with every battle. You know, no matter what the battle is, that's fine. You don't have to, you don't have to keep attacking people. But, you know, every situation is going to be different. Where, like, you know, a lot of those people, I'm perfectly fine with. It's not about that. That's another thing. The grudges and, and all that stuff got to be blown away. Get you nowhere. Get you nowhere. It's just not worth it. It's done. You know, it, it, you point at blame. You think about Yeah, like, what is, you know, what is, you know, you get me, so just, 
college year, adulthood year, you know, business, job, you can do anything. We don't have time to be doing that. Like, we're not a field. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, I have family. You know, I have time for friends or whoever. Like, all these people can't do it. You know, sometimes you just, like, you know, sometimes you got to put people in their place. You know, like, and sometimes you get put in your place. It's just how life is. You know, you know. Ended up being bonded up with 
talking about later, there's no reason to keep it in here. Like, you know, and there's more people who do need to do that in the show and don't want to even accept. You don't, you said this and they're holding on years ago. And it's like, listen, we all have those moments, but we got, we got to get point and realize that this is like, you know what I mean? Like, that's how it is for me. Realizing that you got a greater purpose for this, have purpose for this purpose, and it is going um, to something, you know, a space, you know, an astronaut or, you know, space engineer, whatever, whatever you want to do, I don't know, you know, it's, okay, we have to cut the fat off of that, we have to cut out all the unnecessary, you know what I mean, all the unnecessary excess things that don't matter. Because when you the show changes, they weigh you down, they weigh you down. You don't have people to move. Like there's people that they say they want to take over, but they really put their limbs in there and they put everything that they need to work on there and they put their people to work on there. Right, because then it starts dragging you in that mindset too. You start absorbing that. That's all you need to have. Like all that's about also people you're around. Like I think you said that to me the other day. I was like, you're around a lot of people who are extremely brain you're gonna be in that room you know what I mean the next day or you're gonna be like carrying all this this unnecessary shit you you do that and your your motivation and your confidence will go down and you know now you're blaming other people because you want other people to say listen we all like all this stuff is not like you know coming from people who are perfect like we're not perfect like we made mistakes or we've been in these places However, thinking about that quote, we can get out of that mindset. Like, we don't have to be that person. And, you know, no matter what it is, we got to do that. Yeah, facts. It only recorded the first 